Welcome to the Joy of Film Podcast, Episode 6. I'm Rich Lepore. Jordan Alseca. Kevin Schaefer. And I'm not playing Pokemon Go right now. No, you are not. And neither am I. I have a feeling, though, that it may be at this moment you're not, Jordan, but is that just because your phone is dead? Team Mystic for life. Just throwing that out so there. So you have picked a team. Yes. Hardcore. Yeah, we're going to... And, it, you know, if we lose listeners over that and their Team Valor, there's really not much of a loss. So, no, I, I'm, I'm kidding. I, you know, you finally I'll, have a thing to be like, because we're not real big sports people, you finally have a thing to be like sports dick about, you know? No, you know, it's it's <laughs> a lot of fun. I don't, I don't think it's like that. Like, you know, I think, so, I, no, but it's funny you say, I saw that comparison. That it goes, I mean, I, I say not playing, like, I've not downloaded, I'm not into, you know, but, like, I, I saw someone um, post this meme that said, oh, you're complaining about everyone talking about Pokemon Go. Now you know what it's like to have lived my entire life hearing other people talk about sports, so, you know. It is, to an extent, a nerd sport kind of thing. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. I mean, it's taken over, man. I mean, you don't even have to be a geek I, to like, like Pokemon Go, man. Everybody's oh, playing everyone. Pokemon Go. If you go to... And you know what's really funny about it? If you go to GameStop... I hope I'm not... Um, well, this wouldn't be specific. It's like the one thing you're allowed to do at GameStop as an employee. Like, that's like playing... You're not supposed to play games at work, right? But there is an exception, at least right now, and it's Pokemon I've Go. noticed it, yeah, at at least a couple of places right? I've been... Um, it's like accepted. Yeah, no, it's because it's a great, it's a social app that really encourages getting out of the house, moving around, running into strangers, and having running conversations, in front of cars, um, getting hit. Mm. If you're if you're going dumb, to, I guess going, yeah. going to Area Fifty One and seeing if right. there's any Pokemon there, um, going to prisons, and all it that, is yeah. it's a fun game. I mean, right now getting it only told has, by the Holocaust Museum to get off my lawn. Well, there, you know, some people are <laughs> taking it a little far, and there have been some incidents. But on the whole, it's a fun no, game. No, absolutely. Like um, anything that ha- that hits this kind of mass um, is going. There's going to be issues, like anything. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. I do have to point out we're going to be talking about. Uh, I'll just say right now we're going to be talking about Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters film. You probably know that you clicked on this podcast. You're ready to rock. I'm with you. Um, and at the moment. We're in the midst. We're in um, one of our studio locations. I say that in big quotes. That would be my man cave. There right. Is, right. There is no uh, noise canceling foam on these walls. No, there is no. not. It is, it is a thundering storm. House. But yeah, so anyway, for Ghostbusters, it's kind of apt that it is thundering, and I mean, like, like shake the room thunder. And actually, yeah. uh, Kevin and I saw the 3D version in the IMAX theater where it is like they have the, the volume turn up to 11 in that yeah, shit. Yeah. And it was like whenever like there would be a loud sound, it was crunch and yeah. the whole room shook. Yeah. So it was intense. It's, it's an atmospheric noise interference. It's kind of like yes. for anyone who's been around a while, it's like when we uh, did one of the, the Joy of Gaming episodes on horror and just happened to be in the crappy studio at uh, mm-hmm. the WRAL. Is it WR? Wow, I don't even remember. The NC State radio studio. Uh, I forget what they're... Oh, yeah. I do, too, all of a sudden. That's really sad. XDU. No? That's no. Durham. <laughs> That's Duke. No, I used to do... It's P- been a while. I used to be a, a DJ at the Duke radio station with a thing called uh, Youth Voice Radio. I don't know why I remember that. But, yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway, so we're going to be talking about Ghostbusters mm-hmm. 2016, in parentheses, with the all-female Ghostbusters team. Um, it's... Directed by Paul Feig. Yeah, it's a, it's a revival with a, a good bit of... Excuse me, legitimacy behind it as far as you know, creative talent, yeah. actresses. Well, I mean, and it's, actors, it's it's uh, almost like kind of like um, uh, uh, what's the guy who does uh, Shaun of the Dead? Um, Edgar Wright. Um, it's almost like the Edgar Wright trilogy in a way. I feel like there is some sort of thread between Bridesmaids, Spy, and this. There's obviously That's an interesting. Thing, there's yeah. a, there's obviously well, actors in common. Same director, yeah, yeah. same actors. Yeah, it, it tends to happen. I mean, you see it with Judd Apatow and his 
yeah. stable crew, stable yeah. of, of um, actors and and and, and right, right. yeah. And, and I like that with auteurs, you know, when they do that, they have a solid creative team working with them. And this also had um, the creative input of some of the members. The original one, you know, Ivan Reitman, the director of the original, produced this, and um, Dan Aykroyd was an executive producer. So lots of cameos, which yeah. we'll talk about. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, it's going to be full spoilers. Um, as oh much yeah, as you can a comedy, but you know, jokes can be spoiled moments. There, there are. There are a lot of things to talk about with the movie. We're going to be getting to it. We, of course, have some news that we'll discuss first. Uh, we haven't done a film episode in a while, mainly because we try to do these mo- movie reviews tend to be the centerpiece of our film episodes. And uh, Right. Well, also, the, the, the joy of film, as it were, is, is all about... I mean, it was sort of created not to be a film podcast, but because great films were coming out, we wanted to talk about, right? Yeah. And, and so it's almost like an event thing. Like, I could see us having three in a row when three great movies come out in three weekends. Yeah. And then I could see us, you know, not having one for a little while. Yeah. yeah. Um, and anything that we maybe don't get to talk about well, uh, there is always... There's now an option for a place where we can cover those movies. Yeah, this Isn't is, there, Rich? There is. There this is. is. So I, I could not... Segue! Yeah, this is the great <laughs> unveiling uh, of our uh, our website. So, thejoyofgeek.net is live, and not only is it live, but we have all been contributing articles to it. It already has a database of something like, you know, eight to ten articles. By the time you hear this, there'd be a lot more. Um, We are really firing on all cylinders. I am just so happy with the way the launch went. When you check out the site, by the way, uh, do be aware that it's it's a small bit of work in progress. We still want to get our logo tweaked. We, we're still like working on uh, some fine issues. If you find a link that's not perfect, I apologize in advance. However, if you want to come see a lot of great, what I what I like to say is like if there was a tagline for the website, it might be like inside baseball for geek culture. Yeah, you know, um, and and it's just really us talking about why this stuff makes us want to wake up in the morning and be alive, right. and, and and how amazing. All this stuff is, you know? Yeah, and as far as content, Rich wrote a great introduction to the new site. Uh, I'm doing a insane retrospective on Smallville, mm-hmm. as well as having written That's about... That's a huge undertaking, you realize. It's, what is it, 117 episode? No, it's like 218 episodes. Oh my god! It ran for a decade! But uh, All right, so Smallville... It, it will be broken up. I'm okay. going to go ahead and say that. It'll, I'll probably take it a season at a time. I'm, I'm toying with the idea of maybe doing some of the, like, one-season sh- one wonders or weirdos from the past, like Birds of Prey, The Flash 1990. You could break up that show in a bunch of different ways. You could say um, every five episodes you could do one. If there's, like, a boring stretch. Or you could, I mean, you know, like, the pilot is the first one, right? Yeah. And that's I'm, obviously something you need to talk about at full. I'm, I'm trying, uh, we'll see. You're I'm ahead of you. Episode, episode. I wrote these a few months ago just when I started watching Smallville, so I have a few backlogged and ready to go for nice. the next few weeks. So that should stay steady. Um, I also wrote, as far as other things, uh, video game reviews because those are, uh, reviews in general are great. We've got that. Uh, zero by the time, time, one of them is Zero Time Dilemma. Yeah. Uh, which was, uh, you know, it, to see, to look at your Twitter a couple weeks ago, you said, uh, no, it was your Facebook, I think. You were like, I haven't been this excited about a game for a while. So, uh, teaser, find out if uh, that <laughs> if that, if that anticipation was merited. Yeah, and uh, as far as things that will probably be out by the time this is done, I've also mm-hmm. got... Excuse me. Uh, I've also You're got... You're rocking it over there, man. You're rocking really it. really am. Uh, it's a lot of talking. Uh, the I ranked the superhero shows for this past season. Awesome! There are nine. I always ask you those questions. Yeah. Every time we get in the car together, Jordan and I, I'm always like, "So, how was this week in freaking Shield, Gotham, uh, Flash, 
Hero, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, Arrow, Arrow, Supergirl, mm-hmm. and I think there's more. Agent Carter. I mean, you know, every, goes, nine, I, nine shows. It was. Uh, it's insane, and and it's really interesting to hear. Uh, who's on top? And a lot of times the answer was surprising. Yeah, in this case, uh, making this list was interesting. Uh, check it out. It's there at the yeah. website. I don't want to give it away. I mean, again, it is by the time this comes out. Um, uh, also, then... we plan to have uh, in the very near future, like in the next, probably by the time this is out as well, um, we never got to do the best games of 2015 episode of The Joy of Gaming. We still may talk about that at some point, but for right now, um, we're going to just have the uh, all of us talk about those in article form. Yeah, Rich, myself, and Kelsey are going to have lists over the next couple of weeks, uh, and th- we've got four. We have four cell yeah, yeah. and then yes, Kevin has uh, yeah, his so content as well. So I've got a comic book review on there right now of Heartthrob Number One by Christopher Sabella, Robert Wilson the Fourth, um, which we picked up at Heroes Con. Loved it, so I got that up there. Um, I'm working on right now, which should be up by the time this episode is up. Um, uh, two, I'm going to do two articles on my favorite movie moments of all time. So. Um, some are just going to be, like, really obscure. Some are going to be, like, kind of obvious. Um, and nice. so, you know, you can check that out. Um, I'll probably be doing some graphic novel reviews. Um, you know, any movies I see, whatever, is going to be up there. So all kinds of commentary. That's awesome. And I have a, I have a comic review coming up uh, real soon that I'm, that I'm excited to write. Uh, I'm also, I'm, I'm, this is one of those things, like, I, I hesitate to say that I'm going to do a review of, um, What's the game I'm playing right now? The C game. Uh, I can't think of the name. Oh, oh, oh. Song of the Death? Yes! Song, the deep, Song, Song of, the, of the Deep. Song of the Deep. Nice. Uh, the new Insomniac Metroidvania Undersea Adventure starring right. Marin looking for her father who may or may not still be alive under the waves yeah. with the mermaids and the clockwork uh, seahorses. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it's definitely been fun so far. Um, I'll probably write something about that uh, as, as I go a little further in it. Uh, excuse sure. me, as soon as, as soon as I'm done with it. Yeah. Um, but uh, we got a lot of great content up on the site already. We got a yeah. lot of great content coming on the site. Yeah, plenty of opportunities for reviews, uh, lists, coverage. You can also check out all of our podcast episodes. There's a link to the podcast page, which right now still says Joy of Gaming, but bear with us. Pretty soon I'll have it linked to a page that says Joy of Geek. And, and right now it's still, it is the Joy of Geek. It's got podcasts from all four yeah. uh, disciplines or, or media forms right, right now, but... Um, it still says Joy of Gaming that we're going to sort of figure out how we're going to tweak all that but you can click on that to get to all podcasts or the RSS feed of the last five or six episodes mm-hmm. is in the bottom right of the site looking nice and pretty I was yeah. proud of that um, and if you haven't already like us on Facebook um, it's just the Joy of Geek now it's still got the Joy of Gaming logo for the time being until we change that um, and then on Twitter it's at the Joy of Game um, still but it's you know yeah that, that'll it'll all change, change you know we'll the, uh, but um, the still more easy to find. Yeah, but um, uh. you can find us. Uh, we've got our website linked on there, so hit us up on there, um, and then we're always available. Yeah. I just think it's really cool that now we are freed up to yes. talk about everything that we love Absolutely. instead of just gaming, and that's really nice. Uh, it means that there's never a week or even there's never even a half a week yeah. where there's not going to be something we're all dying to talk about. Exactly. Yeah, which so. makes it really easy to record uh, episodes. Yeah, yeah that, too. Um, that too. But anyway... Um, you gave me a nice segue. Uh, why don't I give you one and say, uh, why don't you talk about some uh, news stories, Jordan? Right. <laughs> seamless. So seamless. Uh, so let's see. Tried and true. 
We got a couple different things on, uh, this is why the film episode is good, because a lot of these things aren't comic. There's some comics news in here, or sure. comics film news, but... Happens in the comics episodes, too. Yeah, so, uh, first up, we've got the, let's go with what happened today as we're, or the, this weekend as we're okay. recording, uh, Star Wars Celebration yep. is going on. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, the big event for Star Wars fans to see all the new things that are coming, which right now is... A whole bunch. Oodles and um, freaking oodles of Star Wars everything. Yeah, on the game side, just briefly, Star Wars Battlefront is getting a uh, Rogue, Rogue One, One DLC, so that's that. cool. But on the... Looks very battlefield or Battlefront-y. I mean, when I say that, it looks very much like a spread-out battlefield like you see in the uh, trailer. Yeah. Uh, this one, we... Episode 8's finished... Ra- has wrapped. wrapped has it? It has. Yeah. That's awesome. That You know, I always love when I hear that. that. It's kind of like, uh, just to be on the, a little bit on the... Uh, uh, video game side, another thing that uh, went gold recently, which is similar, is uh, No Man's Sky. Uh, oh, yeah. That video game that's that's crazy. And but, but anyway, the only reason I mention it is just that once you hear something's gone gold or wrapped, there's that thunder. <laughs> then you know you're going to get it. You know what I mean? You know you'll see it. So even if, like, every actor, God forbid, but every actor in that movie died or, or, or was, let's say it differently, was warped onto an alien spaceship you still get to see that movie. And that's an awesome feeling. With the exception of a certain John Malkovich picture. But, you know. Uh, you know you, the, the movie they made that won't be premiered for a hundred years. Oh, so yeah. Be dead before that? it comes out. What? Yes. Yeah, you hadn't heard of this? No, this is an awesome film, Little Scoop. Yeah, Tell I me. know. No, it's not much of Scoop. It's not Scoop. Wrong word. Wrong word. Nugget that I'm interested in. Go ahead. Yeah, John Malkovich. I forget who the filmmaker was, but... I, was it Lynch? I can't remember. I may, I may be wrong. I don't think so. Okay. No, this just got wrapped. I don't think it was Lynch. It was someone new. But basically, they okay. made this movie. I think it's set in 2115 or 16 or whatever. And it's it's like a... Uh, they shot it. They complete... You know, it's done. It's, it's edited. in the can. I think it's edited. Yeah. Uh, and they're just like, no, it's not premiering until 2116. <laughs> Which is like... It's unheard of, but... Yeah, it's basically like, yeah. this is a movie you'll never see. I think they even did a small trailer for it at a, at a film event a few <laughs> months... Like a month or two ago. This is but. this is taking my mind and twisting it and breaking it, which I guess is the point. Man, which there I guess is I mean, was Rich's mind of, exploding. Yes, but they, I mean, mind just, equals blown. The soundtrack. Well, just think of like even uh, um, even if it was made on a low budget and everything. Just think about all that work and money that went into it, and they specifically said it's not going to be seen. The, the, the closest, crazy. The closest thing I can think of to that, and also like not as well, probably maybe more impressive is the Boyhood. Right, yeah, he's taking a movie and making it over 10, over 15 years, years, right? But yeah. And then there's also one that a documentary guy was making over like fifty or sixty years, some crazy yeah, thing. Right, yeah. Remember that one, one up or eight up or nine, seven up? up? Yeah, yeah. Every it's, seven years they check back in. Yeah, forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, these things are just dr- dramatically long, big undertakings, and I just think that's awesome when you have that kind of commitment to your. Yeah, art. when that's that, that is dedication. Yeah. That is the joy of film, right there, yeah, man. Anyway, uh, so yeah, episode eight wrapped. Yeah, uh, that is a movie we will see in another year and a half. Yeah, but as far as the movie Star Wars movie we'll be seeing this year, we got some Rogue new Rogue One footage, which is always cool. I didn't see that uh, yet. How is it? It's it's good. Good, yeah. Um, and the new poster, I'm really excited about. Like, there's a couple stuff. new posters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. Which are I really like cool. the one with the Death Star kind stuff. of hovering over. I made. The sky. I made a. There's one with. Uh, Felicity Jones's character Jin or so like holding a helmet against her head. And yeah, I, I love that. I made it my phone background. Um, oh, and did you see? Um, this was a couple weeks ago, but um, they had a Death Trooper costume. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's one of my favorite Star Wars novels. So that's pretty exciting. But uh, it was just kind of a. Uh, it's it's cool. I'm like, Rogue One is without question my you're, most anticipated film of yeah, the year. I don't that first teaser trailer. Just everything about it. Yeah, that, that is my phone. That's Rich a good one. just looked up the photo, but. 
I, I just am, I'm insanely stoked for this more than I was for episode seven, more than I've been for really anything outside that of the Civil War. That I just War. don't understand. What? What is it? I, 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 I just, Felicity Jones looks like, um, just, it just looks amazing. I cannot wait to see more of her character. Like the few I, it, this is, small it, teases of her in that trailer just make me It's so just really it. curious. About, it I, looks I, I, really good to me too. But not like more than episode seven. That's or what eight. I don't get. Like, I mean, I mean, that's great that you're excited. Like, I, yeah, I, I just want to understand. Like, to and understand you're not the only one. That's the thing. Like, really? I mean, they, as far as people who are just stoked about, Rob, I'm excited about Rob I mean, I think it's, it's a really cool concept, and you know, I think. But like, I it's I, my excitement level isn't half of what it was for the build up to episode seven. I mean, that was just like I don't know, know my childhood coming alive again and. Maybe so part I of think, it is that I, I just I wasn't excited, but then episode seven was so well, good you know, and I'm more hopeful. But okay, okay right. so but no, I, I do think this looks like it's going to be an even better movie. Well, you know so. what's, what's interesting about I, like this is just based on what I've seen from you as a Star Wars fan. You get way more excited about the EU stuff than the main trilogy, which is fine. That's there's another. I mean, like the, the all the extended universe uh, is great, and they have like great properties but like i see you geeking out on twitter all the time about like <laughs> old comics or like today you know a certain character yeah that's going you to want, be, got a couple things uh, here on yeah. that, one of jordan's favorite things ever is the thrawn trilogy that it is it is so indeed you, um, you know this news? so that's that was the next no thing. i don't know the news now that was a smooth segue that was that a smooth was perfect, segue because i meant that that was actually perfect, um, so, go ahead. so as excited as i am for rogue one and how good it looks uh the thing that I lost my mind over um, and tweeted a couple things about today was that it had been rumored back in January, um, but they debunked it, but it was officially shown in the first trailer for uh, Star Wars Rebel Season 3 that the big bad for the season is Grand Admiral Thrawn. And he's being brought into the new canon. So he's a yeah. And uh, Timothy Zahn, who wrote the original Thrawn trilogy, is writing a new Thrawn novel that will be set in the new Star Wars universe. So, so oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. no, I mean, that's that's legitimate. You know, we, everybody was so up in arms, and, and rightfully so, because so much of your childhood, if you grew up with Star Wars, yeah. was the expanded universe stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they were so up in arms about everything. Like, you're going to tell me that the shit that I grew up with doesn't, doesn't really matter. count? It doesn't and, count. And, and see, and, I knew and that. And that burned people, yeah, but yeah. at the same time, it's... And we always said, and we always gave it some credence, we're like, if they want to do this new thing they're trying to do, they have to have the freedom to do that. Yeah. And that was part of the reason, the thing that made us comforted about it. But now it's, it actually not just allowed for the mainstream stuff to not be limited, but it allows a brand new canvas on which the other new expanded universe stuff can be painted. Because think about it, you were kind of in a corner. I mean, if you wanted to do anything expanded universe before, there were a thousand different sources that you had to look at you see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. to, to be able to not yeah. break this canon or that canon or step on this story or that story. Exactly. And you had to do intense research to not to be able to write anything new. Exactly. Now you just see a couple films, watch, read a book or two, and you're good. Right. And yeah. then you can be, make the new book. I, I just think that's awesome. I, I was never someone who minded. Our, a friend of the show, Adam, was, like, all up in arms when the EU got thrown out, but to me it was like, I get why we're there doing it, and I hope there are elements that get maintained, and, and there well, have there been. Are, yeah, yeah. Um, like, another thing that got revealed really quick was that Forrest, Whit- Forrest Whitaker, yeah, Forrest Whitaker's yeah, character yeah. in Rogue One is actually the same character that was in a, an arc on uh, Star Wars Clone, Clone Wars. Wars. that George Lucas created the character. Yeah, so... Oh. It's a it's a weird it's it's a very rare example of TV moving up to film, but it's a cool do, one. Do we have um, any? I also saw a rumor that Ahsoka 
Or were you going to talk about? Her? Yeah, I was going to bring her up as well. But but for Thrawn, really quick, it's like I I was fine with it not being canon because that book still exists. I have that comic collection or the comic adaption of that novels. I still have it. I love rereading it. And that story is still good. It's like uh, there's the author you you've told the story I love about that story. Before. I love that story when somebody came and said, "Oh my god, they're ruining your books." And then he's like sitting there all calm in his living room and he points up at his shelf. He goes, "No, they're not. They're right there. They're fine." You know, and that's yeah. a great story. So, uh, but at the same time, I love Thrawn. I think it was and I'm, I'm, I'm super excited One of those guys. that mm-hmm. he's going to come in and get to be the big bad on this coming season of Rebels. Are you up to date on Rebels? Uh, I am, which brings us to the next thing, which is that... Uh, I'm nailing it. Again, this is less movie side, but we're talking Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, well, basically, I... the end of... Oh, go ahead. The... I have one more Rogue One thing. Yeah, the end of season two of Rebels seemed to like seal the fate on Ahsoka with um, a pretty big moment. Uh, okay. Basically, she was introduced... It's a little bit of a spoiler, but at this point, it's pretty much just common knowledge, but she became a... Uh, recurring character in the second season of Rebels after disappearing at the end of Clone Wars and, you know, a big part of her arc was finding out that Darth Vader was her old master and they have this big climactic showdown at the end of season two that seemed to be the end of her story, but now Dave Filoni has more or less come out and been like, nah, you're gonna see more of Ahsoka. I'm of two minds about it just because I love the character. It's probably my favorite in Star Wars, but at the same time it was a really good ending if it had been, so... That, that's the sort of thing where it's like, eh, do we need more Ahsoka? I don't know. Kind of, but that's just something I'm more... I don't know yet. We'll see how the story goes in the future. Because um, her her fate has always been a case of, well, she's not around for X. Where where was she? Sort of thing. Um, and I thought they did a pretty good job of answering that, both in Clone Wars and in this. So Interesting. Uh, but you had one last thing on Rogue so One. So on Rogue One, I don't really want to get too much into this story, but apparently at the panel yesterday... Um, the actor Jang Wen, um, who plays, let's see, what is this guy? He plays Baze in, um, Rogue One. Everyone's favorite, Baze. Yes. So, he apparently... Avoid names on this. Yeah, no, I'm not. not. Uh, He apparently accidentally dropped a big spoiler about about someone who dies in it, in the movie, during the panel. And I don't know if it was, like, intentional or what, but, like... Sounds like an F up. It was a very bit, and... So and then Gwendolyn Christie, um, who's you know Captain Phasma and Brianna Tarth, she was monitoring the panel, and she she and everyone else on the set freaked out and tried to cover it up. So it like um, they were streaming the panel live, so Ooh. people have seen this footage and they took it off. They immediately cut out that part afterwards when they were editing and stuff. But still, which a lot is of people, more of an indication that it's fucking true. right. It was yeah, exactly. It, it's a damage it's is done pretty, sort of thing. Yeah, I've avoided it. I didn't really even. No, it yeah. happened, and I'm fine avoiding it. I just it. saw a friend post it, and I looked at it, and so, yeah. I mean, I don't really mind that much. You because, couldn't like, help yourself. I couldn't help myself. Don't be that guy. I'm that guy. Well, but the thing is, it's not characters I'm emotionally You're invested in You're trying yet, so. to make yourself feel better about something you shouldn't have done. You shouldn't <laughs> um, have done man, it. I know, I shouldn't have. We've I, no, always no, all been no, there. No, I just did it with The Walking Dead no, but comic the other day. Read read the... Uh, so, the writer on IGN who covered this story said at the before he said i really cannot impress upon you enough how big the potential spoiler for rogue one is below if you care in any way about keeping your first viewing of rogue one pure don't read down i am really really trying to make this clear to you there's big spoiler stuff happening down here please i know this in the best possible way go away he wrote that <laughs> and i didn't go away but you know. so 
after that, it's pretty hard to go yeah. away. Yeah, yeah, for me. But we all do it. I did it with yeah. The Walking Dead just the other day, where it was well, like, it's not, okay, there if, are major see, events from is, this issue. If this were like an episode seven thing, I would stay as far away as I could. But I mean, it's Rogue One. Like, I kind of well, I mean, I kind of figure like there's uh, you know these characters, but. What, okay, yeah. I, These yeah, aren't I mean, the many yeah. Bothans that died for Death Star 2. These characters could keep going. They could, but it's not like they're going to show up in Episode 7. No, or, but they... Or, if, or, I mean, ah, eight, now yeah. you're starting to talk a lot. No, I'm uh, just saying, if this movie's popular, a sequel is not unlikely. Yeah, yeah. You know, they could do a sequel to one of these anthology films. Yeah, it's yeah. what's happened with Marvel, where they're at three films. How would they do that, though? Because this is ending 11 minutes before A New Hope. There are other there's other rebellion yeah. stuff going on. I yeah. mean, there are whole eras in the original trilogy. There's like the six yeah. months between Empire and Jedi. You can do other stories. Yeah. Do we know yet what Hannibal's plan? Uh, is if you want the well, spoiler? No, he, oh yeah, he dropped that. There have been several cast. Oh, oh wasn't that the father thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's playing her father. Okay, yeah. So that he and spoiler, the, we, he and this guy both dropped big spoilers. About, uh, yeah, though well, that was a while ago. No, that was a long time ago. And Sam, yeah. it wasn't that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a minor thing, it's, and they've been pretty yeah, upfront yeah. with it. At this I mean, point, you're so. gonna know that by the time that we see the movie, right? right. And it's Ooh, not like a plays. major issue, I wouldn't think. No, but uh, anyway, yeah. So anyway, so that's There's Star Wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, now let's move to the other Star Star Trek. Yeah. I do uh, want to say, um, I'm really happily surprised that the reviews are coming out and they're positive. I mean, I was really excited to see this anyway. Yeah, but boy, am I happy to see that it's supposed to be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was yeah. glad with oh, that. Yeah. I, I was always optimistic about this film. So I, mean, I like wrote it. Works a lot. Yeah. Um, that trailer did not bother me at all. I don't know why it bothered. I guess I. I mean, I get that the soundtrack isn't super Trek. I guess, but that soundtrack's been there since the first. Abrams movie, so... Yeah. I thought you were pretty down on the whole series in general, though, sort of after Into. I don't like Into Darkness, but I love that first one, and I love the cast, and I love that, you know, this was going to be an original story. So everything I'd heard about it, I was excited about for, okay. for Beyond. So I'm looking forward to Beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, there's... Even, and they're already planning Star Trek Four apparently. Yep, they are. Which was one bit of news that Abrams talked about. And also that... Why they, wouldn't they? I mean... Yeah, well, they said oh, that, gosh. and also... Yeah. Chris Samworth has said he's returning for Star Trek Four, so I don't know if they're going to do like either flashbacks or if they're going to do some kind of Back to the Future thing. I mean, they've been playing with time travel this whole series. Wait, who? Chris, Chris Samworth. He plays uh, Kirk's dad in the first movie. In the first this is before he was big. In the first ten obviously. minutes, you remember? Oh, vaguely. Yeah, but uh, so that's Matt cool. Knows? I have the first one. I don't have it. Let's look at it. Where is it? Oh, oh right over there. Yeah. Um, next to Iron Man. But right the. Go a little more to the right. Yeah, right there. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Keeping super on topic here. Uh, the the other thing was that Sulu ha- is going to have a uh, husband in this. I think they said husband. Okay, they, but, yeah. But basically they've yeah, decided yeah. to have the first openly LGBT character, and yeah. they, they went with Sulu, which has made a, kind of an interesting uh, debate, because they did is an homage to George right. Tay, who is, of course, gay in real life. Right. Um, but George talked about how he'd much rather they had created an original character as opposed yeah. to changing the original creation, which did come from a time when, uh, you know, he talked about talking with Roddenberry and it being like, you can't really have those kind of characters in the yeah, environment yeah, yeah. of the 60s, which is very understandable. I mean, even in the yeah. 90s with the newer ones, it's, right, it's right. very understandable because well, I'll tell it's you not good, but it, you get why that had to happen. I, sure. I, yeah, I, I think that's really cool. Um, what I really like is that we're now in a new era of being able to talk about, you know, LGBT issues. We're past the PC era and we're into the these are people. Like this is not 
this is not a thing. Like, a gay human being is not a thing. It's a, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like something you need to talk about, like a, like a, like a controversial subject. This is just a person. Like, anybody else is a person. And, and it's complex and subtle and, you know, like, everything that applies to any other straight person applies to a gay person. It's, it's, there's subtleties there. And a lot of times those subtleties were lost in the effort to be PC. And, and having Takei come out and actually be against this, in a way, just shows the different levels and complexities of, of the issues. Yeah, and I, I, mean, I mean... You know what I'm to saying? To me, I don't mind it. Um, you know, I, I, my opinion doesn't matter as much. I, it matters more from the people who are being represented in this way. Sure, sure. How they feel. But to me, you know, I looked it up because he said, uh, you know, Roddenberry, you know, everyone in the original series is straight. But when you look at who, you know, Sulu's uh, Star Trek wiki page and it's like... He crushed on Uhura for a minute. It's like it's not like his romance was ever his romantic life was never a big plot exactly. yeah, point. No, I wasn't, yeah. So it's not like it's the sort of thing where this is. It's not like he has a famous female, you know, wife character yeah, so who's getting movie. erased from canon. It's just yeah, sort yeah. of like he sort of crushed on Uhura for a minute once in in the series. So right, it's like, right. That's not to me. It's like it's not taking a character whose whose um, straightness is is. Defining or yeah, yeah. Well, and this universe um, too is so different from the original. Plus, I mean, they've made that clear from the yeah. Game. But it's, it's possible it's too, though, that they wanted it to have eminence and and not be just like we're going to add in a token LGBT character. Mm. Instead, we're going to take a character fundamental to everything and just show you that you know this here's a character you've known forever, mm. and here's another side of that character. Yeah, and I, I think that's a good impulse because yeah, the, the, I mean the problem with adding. New characters in any franchise, regardless and then of their we sexuality might end up with or whatever. Barry Argay's number number eight hundred, you know. Yeah, but also <laughs> you know? people are people don't care about people who aren't part of the crew or who aren't classic in these sort of situations. Yeah, yeah. So it's harder to you know make a new character that's going to have the same impact yeah. usually. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. And yeah, it is a good sign that the argument can be more complex. Yeah. Sadly, we have we still have some issues in the very movie we're going to be talking about in a little bit where that whole PCness still shows up. Unfortunately, but yeah. we'll get to that. That was Star Trek. Uh, the Wonder Woman screenwriters were announced. Yes, uh, we have oh, yeah? Jeff, Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns is co-writing. Alan yeah. Heinberg and mm. Snyder's name's on the script. He has a story credit. Oh, no. Yeah, he has I a story credit. It looks like it's mainly the Heinberg and Johns. Uh, yeah. When know. is this movie coming out? Is it filming yet? Next year? No, it's done filming. Or yeah. I think it's wrapping filming. Yeah, but it's next year. Yeah, it's like spring. But yeah. I don't think you guys talk about this like. Like they knew that 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 movie BVS was going to do shitty by the time, or was going to be maligned well, no, no, by the I, time I, they started no. working on Wonder Woman. Like and like they're like, well, we're gonna you know we're gonna take this from him. You no, know? no, I'm not no, even no, saying that. They that. they thought he was like their hot shit captain of the fucking ship when they yeah, were but, writing. But this but movie. but his story credit thing is I think more a sign that he was he was consulting in that exact role. Right, in that he role, wasn't yeah. writing this. He can't write all the scripts, okay. and he's not um, directing. But he had input. They had, they had Patty Jenkins for a while. Yeah, uh, and Patty Jenkins, she's the director. I've seen some things where it's like Wonder Woman really probably should have had at least one woman on the script, which I agree with. Um, but ultimately. Because, I mean, the animated They're, movie, Lauren Montgomery directed, Gail Simone co-wrote it, you know. The, you yeah. Know. Again, I'm not saying that's required. But, no, it's, you know, a, it's an, yeah. I mean, like, it goes back to what we were talking about in our Heroes Con episode about yeah. Brendan Fletcher and yeah, working, yeah, yeah. working on the mm-hmm. Pink Ranger comic. It that. was a criteria for him to be working on that book, a dude working yeah. on the Pink Ranger book, yeah. that it had to have extensive female input because yeah. he didn't feel comfortable. And and I think that's an excellent impulse. That is, yeah. It's yeah. just like what you said about how the, per- the people that really understand this whole Sulu issue are people who live that lifestyle. Yeah. 
and yeah, understand and so, it. But you have big voices on both sides of that argument right. because Takei was against it for the reasons he said. Quinto, Quin, Quinto, Quinto, Zachary, Zachary, Zachary Quinto. Quinto. Yeah. He's obviously for it, and you know he's gay, so right. you right. have sides on both. And I think it's great that they get to lead that argument. Yeah, should yeah, exactly. It's, it's about their being represented in the right way. Um, to me, yeah, I, a, a female screenwriter could not have hurt Wonder Woman. No, it would not have. But film is ultimately a director's medium. And that's the thing. And, and Patty, Patty Jenkins is the director, so, so that's, you know. I don't well, think not, it's going to lack mention, authenticity. Not to mention, screen. I listen to a lot of writers' podcasts about film and mostly TV. The Screenwriters Guild is a big factor in who gets credit on scripts. It's a huge fucking factor. There's a lot of politics. There's a lot of drama. There's a lot of financial and legal issues. So it is very possible that Patty Jenkins did have input, significant input, on that film and on that... Well, obviously on the film, but on that script. And she just, for whatever reason, she's the director. She's not getting... Writing credit. Who knows? Yeah, what. I mean, it's, it's but like... But I bet you she's had input. It's like when you look at the old Coen Brothers movies, where it's like, only... When the rule used to be, there was only one director on a film, so they would just, like, flop their names for right, each film. Right, right. Because they yeah, obviously... Yeah. Oh, they are, I mean... Did the entire hand. process, yeah. but only one of them is credited as screenwriter, and only one of them is credited as director. Yeah. Right. Um, and it was like a percentage right. thing. Right. It's so, crazy. It, there's a lot of a lot of rules to all of that right. stuff, and... You know, that's why people will take any little token role to get, like, their screen actor's card, their SAG card. They're just like, yes, yeah, I got yeah. my SAG card. Right. It just buys you so much. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Since you brought up uh, the Pig Ranger, uh, yeah. one other thing was for the Power yeah. Rangers movie, Brian Cranston was it's officially Zordon. announced as, yeah, as playing Zordon. And I think film. he made some really cool, like, dramatic comment, like it's as important of a villain as someone else. Didn't he say something crazy? Like He said a, some crazy stuff, not about, because Zordon's the, the mentor. Zordon, yeah. Uh, but, but didn't he say it's as important as something? What he said was that you can't even compare it to the show. Uh, and Brian Cranston now famously did a couple of voices for some and, of the monsters. And because of that... Billy Cranston, the original yeah, the Blue, Blue Ranger. Ranger, is named after him. Yeah, he has the same last name. Really? Yeah. Uh, he, it was just cool. a small part for him. But but anyway, you know, he was talking about... It's it, it's the sort of thing you hear about these dark, grittier reboots all the time, where they're like, or you can't even night, compare yeah. us. Uh, you know, that show is to our movie as, you know, the Adam West Batman is to the Dark Knight trilogy. And that that's kind of the way he was talking about how this film differs. And it was just like... <sighs> you know, I don't yeah. want this to be the big dark gritty movie. No. I know it's going to be, and I'll I'll watch it. I couldn't not watch it, but right. it doesn't inspire faith. But Brian Cranston getting for that role is pretty cool. So we'll see what he does with Zorro. Like I'm almost thinking it's going to be like that. You know that fan film that was like a year or two ago. Um, the like gritty. Uh, oh yeah, the, the power. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Adi Shankar. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. In fact, I apologize if it's wrong. Um, when you're talking about Power Rangers, never look over here and think I'm going to know. Because <laughs> I enough. just don't know. <laughs> it's okay, yeah. Uh, I'm just looking around. Uh, Understood. So, I don't, don't think it'll be that me. dark, ah. because that was like drugs and hookers. I mean, that was, yeah, I know, but still. It's but, like, uh, we'll see what this is. Yeah. I want it to be good. Yeah, But, end of the day, Power Rangers Ninja Steel still premieres in February next year, so I'm going to have me some Power Rangers. like the Dashiell Hammett argument? It's just like... Uh, that movie sucked, but there's the Ninja Steel is still right up on my shelf. Yeah, I still got over 800 episodes of Power Rangers I can go to. Uh, well, some I don't want to go to, but whatever. Uh, I want the freaking trains, dude. I do too, and I'm sad they're skipping it. But anyway, uh, the last trains on the wrists. It's badass. What's it called? They are uh, Tokuger, I think, is the Sentai name. Ah, it's so sick. It is. 
Uh, fucking trains. Last bit of news. Not much to say here, but uh, Colin Firth was confirmed to be yeah. a cast member for Kingsman 2. Even though he got shot in the face. Good. Um, I think that movie needs him. Right. Period. I don't, I don't feel that way. I felt like... I do. I felt like Eggsy... Um, what's his name in real life? Wow. I forget. That's Taron Egerton. Taron Egerton. Yeah. I thought he carried it really well at yeah, the end. Did. I just like it better with um, Colin Firth. I, yeah. Honestly, if anything, I'm going to miss Samuel L. Jackson more. Yeah. Not me! Really? I oh, I crazy, hate that right? lisp decision, and I don't like his character at all. And I, I'm very happy the actress who played Gazelle is in Star Trek next week because she was like a great henchman. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I'm, I was like, I, I can't watched... believe you're going to miss Sam Jackson. That it's like Sam Jackson is great in almost everything. That's like the exception. I disagree on that. I hear but you. you didn't like Buck in Halo ODST either, so yeah. What are you gonna do? Sometimes we, we disagree yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah, we do. Honestly, yeah. what I really want to uh, so I watched an interview with Mark Millar the other day, and having just read Chrononauts and all that, like that's the movie I kind of want to see. And like he was talking about that. I mean, those are pretty much all his books are in some sort of movie development process because he sells the film rights to all of his books. His creator own stuff. So we've got Chrononauts and Hawk, which I really love, and Jupiter's Legacy, and um, yeah, gosh, um, what I. I'm trying to think what else. Um, well, Empress. There's, you know, there's Infamous. plenty of... Yeah, right. Infamous, no. Nemesis. Nemesis, yeah. <laughs> Nemesis, Super Crooks, and yeah. Super Crooks is in freaking development. I mean, probably. Yeah. He sells the... I mean, he he sold the film rights to Hawk before the first issue was out. Well, that's... So, not, I mean... Yeah. So that's, sounds like that's some... Miller. I mean... It sounds like some Robert Kirkman action right yeah, there. Yeah, no, He's very like, much so. I'm gonna make, um... Uh, uh, outcast. Yeah, comic. yeah, yeah. And then, Just yeah. kidding. It's really a screenplay, right? You know, right. Basically, <laughs> and so, it's and like yeah, a that's... storyboard for a freaking. Oh, TV and he. Show. I mean, that's. that's I know he admits it. I yeah, know he, he admits. Oh, it. yeah. I mean, yeah. Still so, a good comic. Though. Those are. I mean, those are ones I would like to see on screen, but we'll see. Uh, but that's it for news. So nice. Nice. Well, um, let's uh, let's let's do this to break it up a little bit because I think you're going to be talking a lot in about a second. Um, expectations going into Ghostbusters. Okay. And background with the series. Okay. Do it, Kevin. So, background with the series, I love the original. I grew up, I can't tell you how many times my dad and I have watched that together. That's awesome. One of our favorites. I mean, I can quote a lot of it. Um, so, um, when I heard about this one, I'm like, What did you think of the second one? The second one's not that great. That's really? Like Period? That. I mean, it's, it's fine. It's not, it's pretty bad, though. But really? Like second one, yeah. Have you seen it? I mean, a long, 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 long time ago. Yeah, yeah. That, that, do you remember any of it? Barely. That's why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, yeah. The second one's not that. I don't really count that much. But the original one, yeah. So um, coming into this one, I liked the creative team going in. You know, I love um, Paul Feig's other movies, and I mean, Freaks and Geeks is one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, so I, you know, I thought if anyone was gonna reboot this, I'm. I was perfectly happy with this cast and this crew. Um, so. I, but I didn't really have any, like, super high expectations. I just, I'm like, eh, if it can entertain me, I'm good. Um, you know, nothing's going to live up to the original. But, um, so yeah, I mean, I wasn't one of the haters, and I wasn't, like, you know, couldn't wait for it. You know, I was right in the middle. Well, there's different levels of hater. There's the people who just are, like, about any remake yeah, pretty, yeah, against yeah. it. And then right. there are the misogynist assholes. Yeah, and they were, oh yeah, and they were, so. and all these people saying, like, 
yeah, who voted it as the worst, you know, YouTube trailer in history. I'm like, did you see the Terminator Genesis trailer? Did you or see? Watch that movie? Did you see about 300 other trailers? Yes, you know, like, or 500. Like, I mean, come on. Dude. I mean, come on. There, there, there are some really stupid, sad people out there. there and, are, if, yeah. and if you're listening and you're offended, I I don't care because you kind of suck. Yeah, you do. But uh, <laughs> if I'm sure most of our listeners are are, are sane. And and uh, rational people. So, thank you for listening. Yeah. Um, so you know this I didn't know. Hmm. I was not aware that Paul Feig did the Heat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's disappointing. <laughs> That's disappointing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. is that that movie's not the hookup. Let's no, it's not. It. Yeah. No. I enjoyed it. All right. I, I mean, yeah, I, mean I, I, I don't think, think every, I've seen a movie of his. I think I every creator has their ups and downs, but I mean, I wouldn't I mean, say it's his best. I, yeah. Everything Spy and. Did he do Bridesmaid? Or was, mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think those are superior oh, films absolutely. to the Big Heat, time. but I've, I've enjoyed time. them well enough. Uh, anyway, uh, Rich, actually let me go since, yeah, you're right, I'm going to be talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, my background with Ghostbusters is kind of like my background with Star Wars in that I care about pretty much all of the outside media <laughs> more than I do the main films. Okay, uh, I was really big in the real Ghostbusters cartoon when I was a kid. Okay. I also watched the extreme Ghostbusters. Um, I really like the concept, and I really enjoyed the game that came out a okay. few years ago uh, and I'm, o- I'm always fascinated by the comics the biggest problem is IDW has really nice quality trades that cost a lot hmm. for a little I'll, so it's, I'll, it's hard I'll, to invest I'll break it them. down $18 for four issues yeah yeah, yeah they cost pill. more whereas Valiant does they cost more in trade form than single issues yeah that's my thought go figure so uh, I think they finally started doing those like big collections which are usually better priced I hope because uh, they they also do the um, Star Trek comics and they have like twelve issue collections for thirty. It's like bucks. find a way to at least give me a volume discount, which that would be, you know. Yeah. So Ghostbusters is always a case of I'm never going to buy it in the stores, and Amazon makes it, when I'm online looking at Amazon, yeah. there's like literally every comic you could want on there. So, so it's hard to start to make the cut. Yeah. But I would love to read it because I know there's a lot of it. Um, but basically, with the movies, I don't. You know, they're they're sort of those movies like Terminator or. Uh, Really anything from the 80s where it's like okay. it, it, you can't not be aware of it. it you know the jokes you know the characters yeah, you know yeah. a lot of the situations just from when it's referenced in stuff like Tiny Toons or Animaniacs so you've yeah, never seen anything. the Ghostbuster films no no, no 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 I, I, I honestly can't say if I saw them in the 90s um, back, I watched a lot of Back to the Future that was my favorite by right, far right. I might have seen Ghostbusters 1 and 2 at some point in the 90s when I was a young kid but yeah. I, I don't recall if I did see it or if I just know it that well from other things okay um, but I did watch the cartoon a lot, so I might have watched it. When I really saw them was, honestly, leading up to the game, I was like, oh, the game looks cool and fun, and I rewatched both Ghostbusters 1 and 2. And I've seen them a few times in the years since, but to me, they're solid films. I enjoy both. them. Yeah, both. I, I think they're, a, you know, I, I get why 2 isn't as well-liked, but I like it. It's got some parts, but it's pretty much um, just like an exact retread and not as funny. And um, the first one's a classic, so it's... Uh, you know, I feel like it's very much an 80s movie. Rich was actually saying earlier, um, and I don't want to give away opinions yet, but Rich was talking about how if you went back to those movies, maybe they wouldn't be as joke-a-minute funny as, as they're remembered to be. And to, when I saw them, I was like, you know, it was humorous, but it wasn't. I didn't... It yeah. actually... I mean, it's very much an 80s film, and I love 80s films, but even 80, 80s comedies especially are very much 
there are a lot of story and a lot of actually slower More than you remember, yeah. right. More than you remember. And you excuse that now when you watch them. You think, well, it's an 80s movie. And they're and very atmospheric. Like, I yeah. love 80s movies. I oh, want to make that clear. Me. It's my favorite I'm a decade. child of the 80s, so... That is yeah. my that's that's what I grew up in. So yeah. I, I'm very very fond of the Ferris Bueller's was like Ferris Bueller was was, was seminal for me, you know, and and I mean sure. like core for me. Um, so I mean those kind of movies and the Breakfast Club, like those two probably are the biggest you know influences on a young age. Sure. Anyway, go ahead. So uh, yeah, for me coming into this, I was like you know I love the concept of Ghostbusters and I do have a lot of attachment to the franchise in different ways, but I certainly don't hold the movies up reverentially like. I do some others. I mean, and, and it's for that reason that I'm able to enjoy a lot of these 80s reboots because yeah. there's some I don't like because I do love the original so much, like Total Recall, which is right. actually, I think, a 90s, like early 90s. Nin- it's maybe. 90s, yeah. yeah. Very early. I mean, but same, same, same vein. Uh, yeah, or The Thing remake, which is terrible. Or The Thing prequel, which is terrible. Right, right. Um, but I can enjoy really uh, bad movies like Terminator Genesis because I'm not that connected to that franchise. And I don't want that to sound like a preview that I thought this was... A Terminator Genesis quality movie. Yeah. It is far and away above Terminator Genesis. But I, I can enjoy Terminator Genesis even though it it's up. so dumb because it's not like it's bastardizing a franchise I care about. Okay. Um, See, for me, I, I, it is bastardizing a franchise uh, I care about. So that's me. <laughs> Ghostbusters, not a huge connection to the original, but I, I understand it and I do like I like it when I have seen it over the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, for me, I think, uh, first and foremost, I want to say that and especially after seeing this film, and I, I, but it, but it, but this isn't about this film specifically. The lore, the tech, the concept of Ghostbusters, the logo is some of the best tech, lore, world building logo shit yeah. I have seen in any movie ever. It is so good. Proton right. packs—they're so classic. They were classic the minute they got invented, and to see them in this—it's just like I don't care how many times they shoot those fuckers off. It's cool as hell. The backpacks, the traps, the shit. I, I had the toys, man. I had the 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 the. the it was a very toyetic franchise. Well, you know, very, Dana, I had the uh, uh, firehouse, yeah, and the, like with the with the with all the toys and the car. I mean, Ecto One. The car is so iconic. Well, I, I mean, mean, you know, you know, Dan Aykroyd's original pitch for it that like had it set in the future and it had this whole other extensive world building to I it did and, not know yeah, that but that it doesn't surprise me because right. extensive world building was a lot of it was right. kept it was just Ivan Reitman told them that it would have been really hard on their budget to do that kind of thing and it would have been easier if they just set it in modern yeah, and, yeah. well I mean uh, all your work. sets are there yeah, yeah, as opposed yeah. to having to be built right. but anyway I just wanted to say that first that one of my biggest fascinations with that franchise is just the tech and the lore and the, and the concept. And I just have to say that it's so amazing to me. And one of the things that I hold up the most about the original Ghostbusters films is them sitting down and creating that yeah. out of nothing. I often say this, but like, here's a blank sheet of paper, and then here's Ghostbusters. You know what I mean? It's like, holy shit, right? So right there, I'm just blown away by it and really impressed. And it's, and it's, it's foundational to me in world-building sense. Yeah, yeah. Number two... I saw the films. I liked them when I was younger. I don't remember... They were always... It's like you said. They were always a fixture. You know what I mean? So it never was... I never really thought, do I like them or not? It's just they're the Ghostbusters movies. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember the second one being that shitty, but maybe that's just my lack of memory. It's not as terrible, but it doesn't compare to the first one. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, so they're... I mean, they're classic movies. I did watch them again, I think, but I forget. I'm, I'm kind of in the same situation as you. I kind of forget whether it was remembering them or, or having watched them again. But 
uh, or there's just so much to talk about them. But then I went and saw them uh, and, and got prepped for Ghostbusters 3, a.k.a. Uh, the game that came out in 09, yeah, yeah. which was literally conceived as Ghostbusters 3. Right, they all right. said that behind right. the scenes. It's, uh, I think it was Acclaim or no? Who, Activision? I, Activision. I want to say Activision. But it was a but really great game. But everyone for it. It was a really Except great game. Except Sigourney yeah. Weaver. And literally, every, almost everybody was in that movie. And, I mean, that game. The four main Ghostbusters, and I think Annie Potts? Yeah, she was. She was, because yeah. uh, her, her voice acting, uh, she sounds like an old, old woman in it, in this in the game, and it's like, eh, the completionist was making fun of that. Like, he's like, <laughs> some people's voice, voices, he says, let's face it, voices get older, you know? Um, but, I mean, it's just, it's it's awesome. And so when I think about, like, it's just, it's just so classic. And when I think about Winston and... Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray and all of that stuff and just the concept of the you know class four and class five entities and all the discussion about it I just love it so anyway I have a real I have a real strong foundation with that stuff however I haven't seen him in a while and I don't really think about it much and then this movie was announced and to me I was like that's a cool way to go you know what I mean if you're gonna if you're gonna take a franchise that's this beloved you, you gotta can't, do something new. you can't do like a whole a four new dudes. I guess you could, or or they, another option they could have done is a half and half team. Mm-hmm. You know, like because because you know like have a couple dudes, a couple women on the team. That would have been an option. But why not just say f it? Let's just do this totally different and and take advantage of this amazing synergy of of comedic actresses that we have right now. Like I think the actress world, the pool of comedic actresses right now, blows male comedic actors away right I now. think what's interesting about it is it is very much like the first movie in that it is a SNL love fest almost. Yeah, oh, that's a good much. point. Like, that's getting... a good point. Blues Brothers and this and Ghostbusters, yeah, they're very much that. And and with nowadays with SNL, uh, yeah, the, the female comedians do tend to kick it way harder than the males. Right now, that is the way it's looking. I mean, people like Leslie Jones, and I know you really feel that way about Kate McKinnon, are just um, Cecily Strong's also in this movie, ballers. and she's hilarious. Complete ballers. We was SNL, McCarthy wasn't, but she's got but a she ton. She fits right in she, with the, She totally with the does. Yeah. So anyway, what I, for me, though, the real excitement about seeing this movie when I was sitting... Because, you know, it's one thing to say, oh, I'm excited about it because it's a Ghostbusters movie. But when I really am, if I'm being really honest, the reason I was excited was because of Bridesmaids. Yeah. Uh, Bridesmaids to me is up there with the four-year-old virgin Bridesmaids and a couple, maybe two other movies sure. that are some of the in the last ten years the most laugh out loud funny things I've ever oh, yeah. seen. Yeah. Literally dying when I was watching Bridesmaids, right. and I don't usually like 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 poop humor, and I, I sound even sounds bad saying it, but just like like fecal humor and all that kind of comedy and dirty and fart jokes and all that kind of. Oh man, we have a flash flood storm warning. Um, we but, are right at the center of it here. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, round one. We've got some uh, uh, class five, uh, whatever action. Um, but anyway, uh, to me, that like when they're out in the street, and or I'll tell you the scene that really like sums up a Paul Feig movie for me when Kirsten, Kirsten, Kristen, or Kirsten, Kristen Wiig, Kristen Wiig, when she is when she is gets sick from the food at the uh, at the at the uh, what, what the steakhouse? What kind of steakhouse is it? It's a, um, a Brazilian steakhouse. Something they go to a Brazilian yeah. steakhouse, and it's like a little sketchy on the wrong side of town, but she brings them there, right? And she's like, they're all sick, and they're all going to like throw up and, and have diarrhea. But like because she hooked them there, she like wants to front like she's not sick. And that scene when she is in the dress shop, the bride dress shop, and she's like, no, dude, actually... And she's like dying. And she's like, actually, I feel great. In fact, you know what? I'm hungry. 
Let me have some mints. Some of them Jordan and she almonds. She's choking down these mints and these almonds, and she's choking them down, and she's so sick, and she's just trying to save face. And the at home movie is just so funny like that. And it's got so much heart with, uh, what's his name, uh, uh, the guy that's in Moon Boy. You know that actor, the, the love interest. Oh, Chris O'Dowd? Yeah, him. And I mean, the he, IT crowd as well. Yeah, I mean, oh, he, yeah. Is just so, he is just so great. There's so much heart in that movie. The, oh, yeah. The interplay between Weeg and, and, and uh, the, her best friend, the one who gets married. Uh, Maya Rudolph. Right, and then also the heart that's there, and then the friends, and then the, the way that, like, they don't necessarily all like each other, but they, they work as a team, and they bond, and it, it's just, it's so funny, it's so well-written. To me, it's one of the best I mean, comedies of all time. I mean, it's why Freaks and Geeks is one of my favorite shows, because, I mean, Feig's characterization, and the way they interact, and the I thought that was an Apatow jam. Well, it was both of them. They, uh, they worked, yeah. but Fi created Apatow as a showrunner, I didn't and, then, and, that. They, and they worked together in Bridesmaids and in Office. And That's awesome. The no, Freaks and Geeks yeah. is great, but to me, the the ultimate expression of what Fi did it, does is Bridesmaids. Still is even after this movie, even after everything else. The other one that really has me pumped was Spy. We saw that together. I love Spy. And yeah. Spy to me, and I'll give you the example in that movie that I think is the funniest, and that is Jason Statham. And that shit where he talks and about how hard he is. I Jason say that. To me, that, that stuff where he's like, "You think you're ready to be a spy? I'll tell you what a spy is." And he's like, oh, "I did this." And, I mean, you know that and part. Pete, and Peter, what's his face from Guardians of the Galaxy? How do you say his last name? Uh, the, the guy. Sorry, uh, sorry. The, the guy. Oh, Peter Serafinowicz. Yeah, 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 I can never say his last name. I mean, it just makes you—it just makes you fall over laughing. It's so funny. It's so yeah. well written. It's the kind of shit that you watch and you're like, I could never have written that, but boy, I wish I was that funny. Right, right, right. It's that good. Right, right. It, it's interesting that you mentioned because now that I'm thinking about it, what it, it does make Ghostbusters though a, a stretch in a way for Feig. Yeah, because this is really his first not R-rated raunchier film. This is a more family-friendly picture, mm-hmm. so he's working with different kind of kinds that's, of humor. That's a really good point, and so. So just just to finish up going into this, my big touchstones were I like Ghostbusters, especially the lore. I like the idea of doing an all-woman team. I think it's a novel. I think Mm -hmm. it's one way to go. There's a couple ways it could have gone. I think that's probably one of the better directions Mm -hmm. it could have picked. Love the cast. And love Feig or Feig's work on both Bridesmaids and uh, Spy. Less so the heat. And that's kind of where I go into. Sure. Okay. Um, and, you know, I, I just wanted to mention, because of the, the gender flip thing, it is interesting. Like, I was thinking about it, and it's like, I think that is the best way to go in a lot of ways, because it opens up a lot of new types of relationships and avenues for storytelling. Like, I've, I've always been very much where it's like, Back to the Future is my favorite movie. I wouldn't want to remake. I'd, of course, see it. But I was thinking about it, you know, I was like, you know, I think it would work really well if they did gender flip it and do it like a, a female version of Back to the Future. Or, the difference you know, is, though, there's not a team to gender flip in that. There, there's a duo. Okay. I mean, I I, oh, I, I see. It, yeah, you could do that. Yeah, and it provides right. opportunity because what's interesting there is you can do a lot more. You could do a lot more socially relevant stuff with women time traveling, or you made them, you know, black or Hispanic or anything really than other than two white dudes. So it really does open up a lot more relevance and a lot more potential for interesting storytelling. Yeah, you could go back if if you had it if you had an African American one of them or both of them, you could have them go back to different times when they're like, oh shit, we should not be here right now. You know what I mean? That kind of jokes. Um, so it's. And we've, we actually saw that with a couple of the time travel shows that are coming this fall. Exactly. Uh, but anyway... Probably why it got in my mind. That's uh, where we're coming from. We are all at different levels of fandom, but for the most part, fans of this director and these yeah. actresses that are, are starring. And, and then in Kevin's and, case, very huge fan of the source material. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, let's, uh, and then, then let's just say, let's do what we always do, and uh, uh, Jordan, give us a rundown of the plot. Mm-hmm. This should be a quick one. Comedies are... 
a little more about yeah, the jokes than the plot. There is a good plot here, though. It's got it's got one. Uh, but after a Ghostbusters opens with you know sort of a, a, a small scare scene to introduce that ghosts do exist in this world, but we quickly catch up with uh, Aaron Gilbert, played by Kristen Wiig, who is approaching tenure at her university, is a physicist. Um, but someone approaches her from the opening scene with a copy of a book she wrote with a friend. Years ago, and is now, had and thought was now, done, and she's now trying to disavow. She's now finding out it's on sale on Amazon. She's worried about it tenure, so she goes to see her old friend Abby Yates, played by Melissa McCarthy, to get her to take the book down. Um, but she's very proud of the work and is still uh, researching paranormal activity along with Jillian Holtzman, her partner, played by Kate McKinnon, uh, and who's really out there and eccentric, but an incredible genius with tech. Yes, and so. Melissa or uh, bleh, Abby agrees to take the book down if she comes and introduces them to the person who owns the haunted house. And while they're there, they do see an actual ghost. Erin freaks out, is super excited, but in turn loses her tenure when a video of her freaking out about ghosts ends up online. So she ends up coming to work with the ghost or with Mr. this Token, unit, Mr. Tokinghorn from Bleak House, aka Charles Charles Dance, Charles Dance yeah, fires her, aka uh, Tywin Tywin Lannister. Lannister. Uh, but they end up going and finding a new facility to work out of. Uh, after a stop at a certain iconic firehouse, they end up over a th- Chinese, Chinese restaurant. restaurant? Oh, Chinese yeah. restaurant. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they hire a doofy assistant named Kevin, played by Chris Hemsworth. Playing uh, against type in a huge way. Yes, and uh, they are soon contacted by Patty Tolan, played by Leslie Jones. Wow. Is it Jones? Mm-hmm. Wow, I, I blanked yeah, yeah, hard there yeah, for yeah. a second, but I guess I got it right. Apologies. Uh, who is a subway worker who sees another ghost down in the track. She goes to contact And them. a strange device. And a strange device. We're also introduced to a man, Neil Rowan, played by Neil Casey, who's sort of a weirdo, and we see that he has some kind of connection to everything, but doesn't get explained until later. But Patty ends up joining the team, and they start uh, with Holtzman's tech to become the Ghostbusters by creating proton packs, Patty gets a hearse from her uncle that they trick out into the new Ecto-1. And we get a few different scenes of them chasing ghosts before they are, deb- they are debunked by the mayor who realizes there is paranormal activity with the federal government as well, but they're trying to keep it as low profile as possible. That becomes difficult when Rowan activates a device to amplify and magnetize basically paranormal activity from the other side and himself becomes a ghost that for a while possesses Kevin before turning into a giant ghost version of the Ghostbusters symbol, a more demonic version that they have to fight. There's a huge climax, a lot of ghostbusting with a lot of cool new tech from Holtzman before they manage to force Rowan back into a portal to the other side and end the incident uh, with Aaron risking her life to save uh, Abby. And at the end, they're able to, with the mayor's blessing, afford the classic firehouse location and I, I mean it really does set up in really in really fine style including with the after uh, after credit scene sets up uh, an, an, yeah, them 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 becoming kind of the ghostbusters team you see in ghostbusters 1 but the female Yeah and after well funded you know Yeah there is the after credit scene where they tease Zool from the original movie if that'll go anywhere or not in a sequel it could be a tease it could be an actual thing yeah. but for that, that sake, that is the plot of the movie. There's there's more things to talk about in terms of the arcs and characters, and we'll just get into it. So, well, one uh, thing I want to point out there is I thought uh, was really cool um, was uh, Rowan, uh, that that the the villain. I thought the villain in this was a really cool villain. Um, he is I know him from 
um, it, it, uh, Schumer, Amy Schumer's show, Inside Amy Schumer, and, I, and I'm and I'm I'm a little biased because I love 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 that show, <laughs> um, but he plays the guy who who does the ad, who's who, like there's this app ad you know it's like a fake commercial called Hello My Lady, and it's all about uh, this this dating app which lets all these geeks that are like that never get any love from women like connect with women so that they can like you know treat them like royalty buy them cell phones just totally dote on them and that and that those kind of geeks say hello milady to girls you know like they act like all fantasy cosplay is like hello milady so i remember him as this hello milady geeky type and that is exactly the role he plays in this he's a guy who's just been pushed down by the world he's really angry he's 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 a geek he's incredibly smart and he's just kind of angry and always been pushed down and kind of wants to just take over i'm not saying it's like the most fleshed out character but I just enjoyed a, it's such a different kind of villain. Yeah, and uh, I have more to say in him, but I, I think the best place to start, since we are three dudes, and I don't want you know we don't want to focus on. I, I think we should start with the Ghostbusters, right? Okay, they are the stars. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what did we? What, what did you guys think of? I mean, we could do a rundown on each character, but what did you think of the team uh, overall? The team I liked. I thought. Um... Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I really liked the actresses coming in, and I thought they all had great potential. I thought, it, I okay, so you said earlier about how this is a different kind of comedy for Papa, and I agree, and it was like, it's a toned-down humor, and I saw that, and I feel like because of that, it was struggling to, like, really make it funny, you know, because it's just it's a totally different thing. And I understand comedy is extremely hard to write, so because of that, I just... I'll go ahead and say, that, like, I really didn't think it was funny. Like, I wasn't laughing, and I was disappointed by that. So, like, I liked the team itself. I thought that it was some interesting characters, and it had a lot of potential, but it was hard to get really engaged just because I wanted to laugh more. I wanted to See, be right, and I was getting the, pretty bored. The way uh-huh. we, were ta- we were discussing this before, I really think, and I totally respect your yeah, opinion, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. but I really think those are separate issues. Like, okay, I think yeah. that... I, like what I've been saying about this movie and, and, and in general and I will comment on the team as well but I would say just as my overall summation is that it's a movie that I believe needed another punch up or maybe three or that, four yeah, more yeah, punch ups sure, sure. it just needed I just feel like like I'll give you a great example I wanted the Ghostbusters Leslie Jones right yeah, yeah, yeah she yeah. is fucking hilarious that, oh yeah she's yeah, yeah. almost funny no matter what she says sure. so even though they gave her some kind of throwaway lines in this I felt she even pulled those off where they were kind of funny but I just think if she had been written like really, really well, it would have been like it w- we'd been laughing a lot harder in the movies right. today. And I just think that, and I think, and I think you've 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 put forth a really good hypothesis to maybe why our expectations didn't match with the level of funny in this. What my hypothesis earlier was like you like you referenced the possibility that if we went back and watched the old Ghostbusters totally fresh, we might think, wow, that's not that laugh a minute either, especially by today's standards, right? And it's much more like warmth than plot. I'm just saying, if we watched it and we looked at that, I don't know. I know you're looking skeptical, right, of that, right. but I'm just saying we don't know. It's possible. I remember that movie not being like joke a minute. I know it's that- not joke a minute, but I was kind of waiting for like a moment in this one for like a uh, we came, we saw, we could hit ass, or the blowjob goes, or something like that. Like to re- that was like really memorable and humorous and all that. And I never got that at this point. And because of that, it just, like, I just got kind of got bored after a while. So, like, I liked the team, and I thought I had a lot of potential, but it's just... But I don't think it's really so much separate issues, because a lot of how engaging this movie is going to be hinges on its entertainment level and its humor and yeah. its charisma. And I thought there was just, like, 
a little too much, trying it too much over the top. Uh, but that's just, I mean, I, I'm welcome to your opinions. It was just no, like, no, I was, no, I, I hear you completely. Yeah, I just yeah. think as far as engagement is concerned, yeah. the reason, I, I think that it, I, I was engaged with the movie personally. Okay. I thought that it was an entertaining story. I liked the characters. Like I cared, I cared yeah. about all of the characters. I was driven through the story to see what would happen next. I was going to take a break to go to the bathroom, and I never found an opportunity to do it, really. Um, I just really wanted to stay there and see what the next scene would be because I always felt like I was going to miss the next, like... And I agree with you. There's not a scene where I'm like, oh, my God, it's the best scene I've ever seen, like you might have felt when you saw the original Ghostbusters, or that scene is so classic and amazing. But I feel like the whole thing was full of good scenes. Uh... I thought it was hilarious, like start to finish. Yeah. I, this is the best comedy. I mean, I've that's seen interesting. Year, like that. I would say, and there haven't been a lot of great comedies this year, in fairness. But no, I was entertained from beginning to end. I thought it was really funny. I thought all of the uh, characters got moments to shine, and uh, I found Chris Hemsworth to be an absolute scene stealer with with his you know idiotic Kevin character. Well, I have to say and, that, that that's yeah, that's kind of crazy that they took. Well, I'll, I'll make that comment later. Go ahead. Um, and I thought everything I would hope for Kate McKinnon. It's like this is ideally a star making role. She can she should be able to headline her own comedy like this. Um, and she she just it, you know in a lot of ways it's like an SNL. Like a lot of SNL actresses, it's very much her personality and the type of person she just comes across as in a lot of interviews and on SNL, and it, it feels like one of the characters she would play on that show. But it just it, it gave her such a, a great outlet, and she's such a unique comic voice that I don't even mind if it is just how she is. She makes it damn funny. Well, what's funny about that to me, I think Leslie Jones is a similar kind of comedian to that. But I think what's what's I think they didn't make Leslie Jones crazy enough. I think she should have been more out there. See, that that's where I disagree, because I, I, I like Leslie Jones in different parts of, of SNL, but I, do, I feel sometimes it goes a little over the top and just makes her into a screaming caricature. Mm. Um, I'm talking to me, about Naked I like, and Alone. That's what I'm talking about. That Leslie Jones, to me, where she's with uh, 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 Dinklage, that's the perfect <laughs> Leslie Jones to me. I think that's. I think I. I think there was not any Leslie Jones joke in this movie that was as funny as her in that sketch. I don't know. I. Ju- I found her to just be believable as a human being. In Very this. much so. That's uh, why I, feel... I say. That's what I say. Engaging, caring about the characters, enjoying the story. Absolutely for me. Absolutely. I just think that it was at the expense of some of the laugh out loud moments for my sensibility. And I, for me, I just think that humor is funnier when you care about the characters and their, their tragedies are more humorous and me too. Um, amplified. And I, I just felt like I was a little worried because she is funny. I don't want to make it sound like I don't find her entertaining on SNL. But I, and, and it could just be the writers. SNL, you know, has a history of, of um, hit and miss, pigeonholing their actors and actresses. Uh, but I feel like this gave her an actual part and made her really a legitimate part of the team. So I, I was pleasantly surprised that she got to play a legitimate character and not just, you know, a screaming mm-hmm. over the top person like she ends up getting put into. Well, that, what's on funny? SNL. It's, what's funny to me about that is that you talk about caricature characters, and I think Kate McKinnon's character is an incredibly caricature character. I didn't see any heart there. I don't know what she's even like. I really don't. She is just this, you know, out there, weird, eccentric, eccentric tech person. And that was surprising. And like, it's oh. funny, and yeah. it's interesting, but as far as, like, a, a caricature, I mean... I I, I no, thought it was I, extreme caricature. Like, I mean, I, like, I... And that was surprising, as for Feig's writing, like, just, like, I was just really bored. I'm like, okay, she's, like... 
being really comical and weird and all that, but it wasn't interesting. Like uh, that, you know, you're welcome to the opinion. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I completely disagree. I found her to be what she extremely likable. She's what's, mean, what's she her background? Weirdo. What's her deal? Yeah, where does she come from? What does she want? I feel because she's a, really, you know, she's an eccentric person and she's very she reserved and to herself. And I took it to be that she puts up shield, but she's also extremely flirty with her teammates and very much. You know, it's it is a movie. I mean, she's not the prime focus. If you're going yeah. with the focus characters, yeah. it's Aaron and Abby. Sure. It's their friendship and it's their connection that anchors the the climax of the film. That's entirely fine. But I think she does a lot with the character, and I think part of it is, you know, and this comes back to what we were saying earlier in the news segment about you mm. know, homosexuality in films. Feige has come out and said, "Yeah, she's a lesbian. I wasn't allowed to say it." And you know that's a big part of her character and how she. Well, I didn't know that. No, but actually, see that. But see, that's the thing, though. I I'm glad that so they didn't talk about really any of the characters' relationships. I like that. You know, like these weren't. What are you talking about? Kristen Wiig's obsession with Chris Hemsworth. Well, yeah, no, but that's more rough. But like, I but they weren't like none of them were like on about this guy and that or this guy, you know, like, they were very, he did, they were all characters who were very independent, which I really like, you know. I mean, I like, mean that's entirely yeah. fine, but a big part of her character is that, again, that she's flirty and that she has these relationships and that she's very much, like, vibing on, on people and, and that it's something that just comes through with the performance. You know, Kate McKinnon is a lesbian. Uh, she's the first openly gay cast member of SNL. And, you know, it's something he was very, was very much like, I would have liked it to have been bigger or been able to officially say something, but, you know, there was there was pushback against it from the studio. Guess what? That is not okay. It's not, no. It's not okay, and you can't separate those kind of decisions from the film we saw. That is a movie that I saw that that decision was made about. You, I'm not going to blame Five for it, mm-hmm. but I do have to hold it against the film. Yeah, I mean, it is an unfortunate part because it does inform her character in a right. big way. I mean, you know, there's... Because I didn't realize that, and I and I really didn't... I didn't realize that, I mean, it just would have made it funnier to watch her in a setting where she's with all women that she's somewhat attracted to in different ways. Uh, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, that's a part of it. Just, again, the the, the like the way she interacts is that, you know, in, informed by being kind of flirtatious as just mm-hmm. a person. That's really interesting. See, that's really interesting. I w- a, I wish I'd known that. B, I wish the film had been able to say that. But to me, all she, well, it's because, uh, lacking that, short of that, all I saw was uh, her, her, her. It was almost like instead of being able to express her emotions through people, she was fetishizing her tech. And her tech was her, her love interest in this. I mean, and, and that was really interesting. And I, I'll tell you what my favorite Kate McKinnon stuff was in this on the flip side. At the end, when she goes crazy and busts out all her tech at the end, that scene was phenomenal. Oh, that was the high, like. You know, yeah, that, that scene was awesome. I mean, that scene um, really rocked. And a lot of, for, we've seen a lot of movies lately, all of us that had climactic final battles that we've at least been very divided on, if not disliked. And this is one that really, I yes. thought... I, right. And I thought this one really delivered in that Yeah, it was category. just really fun. I mean, her, her alternate... monotonous to me. Those yeah. Bi- those battles. I'm just like, by the 30th minute... It was I'm, brief, too. I mean, yeah, that's what was good about it. it. They didn't yeah, make it a huge climax. Um, and it was a two-hour movie, so it... it I think it used its extra time to give it a good climax, mm. but not. It didn't have two and a half hours to go crazy with it. Um, and yeah, that's uh, again. I, now I hadn't seen that interview before going in, and part of it is just I know Kate McKinnon is a lesbian, and I know that that kind of comes through. And I uh, that's how I was reading it. Because I didn't of that. even know that, but yeah. Um, but I, I just I liked that, and I liked her last scene where the, she opened up. I thought this movie did a good job of giving um, at least a couple of the characters solid 
brief moments. And yeah, it came out in in a really quick scene with her giving the toast, but I think that's what comedy does really well, is you get to like people because they're funny and fun to be around so that those emotional moments can land. Mm, At least that's yeah. always the case for me. Now, I will ha- now I do want to say one thing about, because you, you just you just espoused the value of uh, Hemsworth, the, the, the incredible performance by Hemsworth. He definitely steals the show, but I almost think somewhat to the detriment of what the film was trying to do in the idea of this is a movie about like four women and it's almost like the second half of this movie it's almost like and and when I made this comment earlier Kevin started thinking trying to calculate how much was her name Polly? The, the one that he's filling in for. The, the reception, any parts. Any parts, right? Yeah. How much she was yeah. in the second half of, yeah. of, of, of that film. But I feel like he was like, it was like half them and half him for the whole second half of this movie. Well, they had the villain. Well, he did become the villain. Yeah, yeah. For a period. No, yeah. I get that. I totally get all of that. But man, like, short of, I almost feel like this might have been another studio decision. Like, we have a movie with all female leads. We gotta have some man in there. No, Somebody see, to relate to. I, I think it was a yeah, really well done inversion of stereotypes. Because, like, he basically feels like if you if you see a lot of movies where there's the dumb, pretty receptionist who, every, who people, you know, are lusting after and who's just a complete idiot. And they, they inverted it and made it a male character that's exactly that. And well, I, I really like that, the way they took him. I like that part, too, a lot. I like that part, too, and I like his character. And I like the fact that it wasn't, even though it was a stereotype inverted, it wasn't even that full cliche. Like, he has interesting depth, that character. That character I thought they had depth with. He's, like, he's doing, I mean, it was a really good gag with the pictures and the headshots. But it also shows, like, he's got these aspirations that are kind of shallow. But it, it's character developing, right? And then, you know, and then you, st- you sort of see, like... I don't know. I don't think he was a complete airhead. I thought he had character development. I thought, yeah. I mean, I think he's kind of, uh, you know, um, an oblivious and a bit of a jerk. And when he leaves to go to, like, do something and he just doesn't give a shit and, like, I mean, he's a, he's a well-written character. How about I call it that? I'll give you that. But I think it works because even if even if Annie Potts had a smaller role in the previous one, she was a much more respectable character in that movie that she was, you know, a legitimate part of the team, even if she wasn't out ghost-busting. With Kevin, it's like... He's kind of like a, a big dumb dog in a kind of way. But, I, again, a really funny character. Um, yeah, like, I, when I tweeted it, I was like, Hemsworth and McKinnon were the standouts to me. I thought they were just hilarious. So, uh, yeah, Hemsworth being really funny. I, I mean, I, it's okay for men to be funny in this movie. I don't want to make it sound... I mean, but, but I think the focus and the heart is where it should be with the main four. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know. I, um... Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I just think that I, I think that it, I think it's an entertaining movie for sure. Um, I I'm just trying to think of some of the other things that 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 mess with me. I like the villain. I know Kevin, you were scoffing when I said I like the villain. I mean, I like I, I'm I'm glad you guys enjoyed this. I just like I'm I found that a lot you of it soured was worse since we for, saw it. Yeah, like because when, when we got when we were because when we were leaving, he was like, "Yeah, I enjoyed it, but you know, I had some issues." And then, like thirty minutes more, later, it well, was talking like, about prefer, and hearing other. Well, it, it, and I, I, but it's just real. Like, oh, I'm not, I'm not discrediting that. No, well, it's, no, a, no, no, it's something that people sure, do. Sure. But sometimes you get liking a movie more, which has happened to me. Sometimes you like it less. And sometimes you were Kevin, and you liked it okay, and now you're like, oh, I really hate it. I don't like hate it, but I'm just saying, well, you guys are talking about the villain, I'm like, I can't, re- I barely remember him, and this was, well, we only saw it a few hours ago, but like, Again, bar- for me, I know that he actor, like, and I like him. That, so. I mean, yeah, but like, I feel like he was in like a scene, maybe, that, and like, uh, like I, I just didn't, I mean, I can't really, like, it was very forgettable, but I, I still can't get over how little I laughed 
during that, and I barely that, like that is a problem. And, and I understand that, I mean, that you laughed your ass off. Yeah, that's that's, I just, that's what I said earlier. Yeah. I li- and like you said, you know, like what's in, weird though is that that, that I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But I just no, want to say this. Go what's go weird though is Paul Feig humor. I love, and that's it, what I'm saying. And subjectively, I do like his humor. So why was this movie not hitting that? Well, again, I, I think wonder. he's traditionally a more R-rated com- right, comedy right. type. So this is a different feel of humor and, for him. And I understand so. comedy is extremely hard to write. So like I'm not you know, but and I also I love how I, I met was... your mother humor and community humor. Like you and I, we do have a lot of similarities in what we find funny. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like I think we're on totally different wavelengths with what we think is humorous. So I'm trying to sort of get down to what it was that you know why we why we had different humorous reactions this. I mean, I, I could tell you, it's, yeah. I, I found this to be really funny. Just, yeah. I loved the characters, I loved what they were doing, and I I just found everyone to be... Oh, that is warning. another flood warning from, I think, your phone. Yeah, man, my phone is bumping <laughs> us out, dude. You guys might be here for a while. <laughs> yeah. It's, anyway. We, apologies for the, the yeah. beeping there. Yeah, Although yeah. it is kind screeching. Of apro- it is kind of apropos. Uh, Go ahead. But I don't know, I, I think, now, as far as the villain, I thought the villain was great for, for the main reason being... You know, the backlash against this movie was the extremely stupid, sexist yeah, yeah. BS that it, it right, went through for right. years just for having females as the lead. And I'm glad they commented um, on that in the movie. And they commented on it with, like, one YouTube joke. But honestly, I found... What was it? Rowan? Rowan. Yeah. yeah. I found him to be... Honestly, I thought of him very much as, like, the exact type of person that was railing against that movie for that reason. He was a... Kind of shut in, uh-huh. self, you know, self-deprecating, hates everything geek type of character who really hated the Ghostbusters because they were just ruining everything he liked and wanted to do by destroying the world. And I just felt like, in a lot of ways, it felt like a response to that by making that sort of That's character. The I villain. didn't see it that way. Um, I, I, it I, wasn't a direct parallel, but I think by but but that character type, like if. If if they'd had a scene of Rowan like raging on the internet, you wouldn't be surprised by it. No, right? no, you're right. You're absolutely um, right. And I, and I yeah, and that that was that that's definitely true. I liked for me also. And you may have done more research about this movie or known this before going in. I didn't know he was going to be the villain. I didn't so, either. No. So when he walked up to Leslie Jones's character, for example, at this bus station, and he was saying all that interesting shit, I was like, "That's a cool character. Wonder where they're going with that." I genuinely didn't know. I thought and I he think was just. That's what I liked about. Him as the villain is it was a complete uh, surprise for me. Like I, took, I didn't know he was going to be the big bad in this movie. That's just a very odd choice. Yeah, to me it was a it was a case of um, I just thought he was like a, a random weirdo on the subway. I didn't even think he'd come. Yeah, Somebody yeah. maybe for just Leslie Jones to play off. Yeah, you know, just for her to be like, man, that guy's fucking crazy, you know. Um, and I, I don't know. I thought. Ultimately, him killing himself and, and possessing Chris Hemsworth. I thought he got to have some fun scenes. Oh, I love the jokes about. It makes me want to work out those jokes about how Chris how Chris Hemsworth was like, man, it were him, Rowan, yeah, Rowan and Hemsworth kept yeah. saying, man, this feels great. Like I need to work out, or I should have worked out more in my life. This is the hookup, you know. I thought that was cool. I did not understand, however, his decision to leave that body. <laughs> that was a little odd. I understand the film wanted to move on at that point, but like from a decision standpoint, no, I took it to be he was going full ghost, like crazy. Now that he had the power, right. which is what he did. He was basically now that like, he had what power, like what all the like at ghost. That there was all the ghost energy. I mean, I don't know. It wasn't like explicitly spelled out, but yeah. I got the sense that it was like no, he could now go. Well, actually, it was kind of. The idea was that paranormal activity was building, so it seemed like it was now his chance to super out and go, like, full ghost mode. Oh, okay. All right. Um, 
I like the scene where it became the logo and then it like freaked out and turned into the giant that, monster. That was really cool. That was that was definitely cool. Um, I liked the fights. I liked. Uh, I guess the big thing we can talk about too is the cameos, which I thought I, varied. Uh, yeah, let me let, let me give you my <laughs> no, thoughts you on this because because I, I think you have a thought, um, and I think it might be in line with mine. It might not. Um, Kevin was saying earlier that he felt that they felt forced. For me. I agree that that they do much like a lot of cameos do. Every yeah, time I see Stan Lee awesome. in a Marvel movie, that that feels forced by very nature. However, I had the, there were two big ones for me, and they were Bill Murray and what's his name, the other Aykroyd. guy, Aykroyd, Dan yeah. Aykroyd. And to me, one of them was awesome, one of them blue. And I wonder if you could guess, but I thought Bill Murray's character was heinous. I hate that dude. I hate that dude. He goes nowhere for me. He does nothing for me. He's just hateful and miserable and he's just it's just dumb. And I when he comes there and makes her bust out the trap, I didn't like that aspect of her character. I just didn't like anything that Bill Murray brought to this movie. Dan Aykroyd, albeit one fifth as long, I loved it because it reminded me of what I love about Ghostbusters, hearing him in techie voice talk about all of the geeky Ghostbuster parlance. And for me, I loved that. And then he just rolls out. And I just thought it was just a drop-the-mic moment. And you're the opposite, I see. Yeah, I, I like Bill Murray. I yeah. thought he, well, he I actually... Bill Murray, but like... No, I thought his character provided a good moment. I like... I I mean, it, it isn't a good aspect of her character, obviously, that she's so you know caught up on what people think and all that, but I think it's necessary for her to have an arc. And for, for I thought that her well, she release... already had that arc. She already did care what people thought. We saw that with her professor. We saw that with the life she was trying to lead. We didn't need. But this is her. This was her moment. actively making a mistake like that because of that, and then learning from it by the end and not caring as much. Yeah. Um. I I I thought Bill Murray was he wasn't funny at all. Where was the funny part? He's Bill Murray. See, you guys have like a see. My thing is with the cameos and with the movie in general. I don't have a passionate response one way or the other. It was just kind of there. Like, uh, the yeah. cameos were just kind of... I mean, I expected all of them to show up, and they did. And they didn't really... I mean, yeah, and he, Bill Murray was really just kind of... And I don't even know why they had him come to the... Um, back to their base after that. Because um, that didn't... They didn't really do anything with that moment. And then, yeah, Ben Ackroyd was what I expected. You know, and Ernie Hudson, um, all those. Uh, but, like... Bill Murray was, on that... T- I'll, like, tell you, I'll tell you I about just, a minute of wasted screen time. Bill Murray on the TV. Okay, yeah, Full like, minute I mean, of uh, wasted screen time. It wasn't that not long, funny, though. not cool, not it was interesting. Like a second, though. Murray was fine for me. I I thought Ackroyd's was the most forced of any. That's of them. so funny. I um, love that I, scene. I, I honestly, I feel it like it was a surprise when he rolls up. Would you think he was going to show up right then? I mean, by that point, yeah, because I knew he was going to come. Oh, <laughs> uh, he was—he was like the fourth cameo. So. I liked—I did like the receptionist one because yeah, they, I liked Danny because Potts. she did. She got to say the "What do you want?" line, you know. But oh, I, I feel like yeah. honestly. <laughs> I feel like everyone else fit fairly naturally. I liked the the um, Ramus yeah, yeah, yeah. statue as yeah, 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 yeah. uh, bust. That was touching. I liked that. I liked uh, uh, Ernie Hudson as her uncle. I liked Sigourney Weaver as her mentor. I, I enjoyed those brief scenes. You know what it honestly is? Is that um, oh, I thought that mentor thing was forced as fuck. Nah, that was that. so whack to me when she rolls up and it's like, "Hey, this is my mentor." What? Oh, when? Yeah, Why? What? What's she doing here? Then she's just gone? And she's just there? Well, and then Ernie well, the Hudson movie is the uncle of... Uh, 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 yeah. I, well, I didn't realize that. was a good that, one. That's cool. I like that. That was cool. I like that. To me, I, honestly, I think it comes down to that uh, Aykroyd... 
he he he's gotten older and for like the past 16 years he's not someone you really are excited to see in a movie he's just i think oh, I he's really lost oh i disagree too yeah, and, yeah. and i love when he starts using the words to me he was the best of the cameos he was the best at demonstrating why they were really good at what they did when they did it that's what i liked about it no nah, i just i i Ackroyd, I think, is just way past his prime. And, I mean, he's still good as a writer, maybe. He he obviously wrote the Ghostbusters game, but I just feel like he's not as, you know, quit. And I I felt this a lot of times, like when when he and Steve Martin did Wild and Crazy Guys again a few years ago with the Dick in the Box pair. You know, I just feel like he hasn't... He's just not as lively or energetic or as quick as he's usually. It was an SNL sketch. Oh. You know, when they played the dating game, and it was like him and Steve Martin are the wild and crazy guys, and then uh, Justin Timberlake and... Uh, well, I, I, I can see that not playing. I mean, you um, do have to understand when, the, when people get older, they can. They, there's things they can do, and there's things they can't do anymore. Yeah, and, that's and what I, I'm saying. And I, and I get that, but I just think that... I mean, I just didn't like that whole character. That whole Bill Murray character, I just that's didn't That's fine. Like. I mean, on the whole, the can- I mean, they're not anything that the movie needed, I don't think. Um, it had a lot of... Re- I, I didn't find... Like, I saw some people say that the references got a little out of hand. I didn't think so. I mean, again, I haven't seen the movie that recently, but I know a lot of the big iconic things that showed up, from Slimer to the... Let me give you... Stay puffed. Now that you bring up Slimer, um, Slimer was... He was like 60% what it should have been, in my opinion. I think that... I know they can't know he's Slimer. I get that. And I know... That, but there could have been a way that they could have expressed that that was Slimer. But I just thought that like it was just not enough. It was like he was there a lot. It was almost like 150% of what it needed and 60% of what it needed at the same time. He was on screen more than I think he needed to be. And he was ex- and he was funny about 60% as much as he should have been, in my opinion. I just think they didn't do pull off Slimer. I remember Slimer, in my memory of the movie, I remember Slimer being really funny. I remember Slimer being really like in your face. Like I'm going to eat this shit and I'm going to like look at you and be eating it. You know what I mean? And, like, this Slimer was just, like, just rolling around, totally absorbed in his own shit, not even looking at anybody. I don't know. I just, I don't know. The Slimer, I mean, it was fine. It played for the film, and it made it work, but I just think Slimer could have been better. I don't know. I I hate Slimer, mainly really? because he's annoying as hell well, in that's the cartoon. the point. Um, yeah, but, like, there's a lot of that cartoon. I think it actually became Slimer and the Ghostbusters. I know, I know. That's that. Yeah, I can understand. So it's like I kind of hate Slimer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I was. I thought he was fine. I thought the Stay Puft was fine. I thought a few of the like na- name drops for lines from the original movie, like the mass hysteria thing, was fine. I wish they hadn't done uh, Stay Puft so close in proximity to the final boss, the final bad guy, because I think they looked very similar but different. They and did like, look similar. Yeah. I, I actually, leading into the movie, thought that was Stay Puft because I knew Stay Puft was in it. Because he had the burn face. It I just should have looked a little Maybe different. Maybe he lost his I, hat. I don't know. I just think another yeah. kind of Stay Puft reference would have been better, not one that looked so similar. Right, like if there had right. been, like, they went somewhere and they saw a little Stay Puft on a desk or something, and then a wind blew it over or something. That's a total out of my you know, head. You but. know, though, you're, you're, I, I see it, though. I see why some people would be bothered by how many references there were. To me, it wasn't a big deal. I right. thought, for the most part, they naturally fit as just being... I don't think they called them out. It was like, with a lot of the cameos, Annie Potts, Ernie Hudson, um, this, the Ramus statue, that one's a weird one to call out, but they were there, they filled the part, and you could have had anyone in that part, it's just it was nice to have one of the classic actors, but but um, I, I didn't feel like it detracted or was distracting. Uh, I think, well, I think, you know, I think we have 
I think we have a, a lot of good viewpoints on this movie. I think we have three really distinct perspectives. I think we have someone, I think you said, you pretty much, I'm not saying you'd give it 100 out of 100, but I think you 100% thoroughly enjoyed the film. I did. I, like, I, I loved it. I would not be surprised. Um, again, we're only in July, but uh, as far as comedies, it's the best I've seen this year, and it could end up on my list at the end and of the And I don't want to come off as... as I've had a lot of little nitpicks with it, but overall I thought it had a lot of heart. I like Kristen Wiig's character. I like Melissa McCarthy's character. I liked the villain. I liked some of the jokes. I liked every moment Leslie was on screen, although I thought she was underutilized as far as... Excuse me, not underutilized, but I thought the lines weren't as snappy as they could have been. I think the whole thing needed another three passes on the comedy writing with some with a couple like punch-up people. For you, it was a solid action comedy with maybe a bit more... A bit better action it's, than comedy. It's like an 80 out of 100 for me, or an 85. You see what I mean? Like, that's a pretty high... That's higher than I might have thought you'd have given it. it so. it's a, that's why I want to say that. Because yeah. it's like, I have a lot of little nitpicks. Bill Murray pissed me off. Um, you know, lots of little things I would have made a little better, but like, maybe 75, 80. You know, like, but but right around there. I'd say it's an 80 for me. I definitely enjoyed my experience. And, I, and I'll tell you what's a testament. I didn't want to leave. There was enough rich nip you know, catnip, richnip in that movie that I was happy and enjoying it and didn't want to leave. For me. And I know you had a different opinion. What, I gotta be the How do you sum sorry. it up? No, that's yeah, okay. Yeah, Please. Yeah. Do and it. I, and I don't like doing this because, I mean, I would still No, love generally it. speaking, this isn't the role you play. Right, no. I so st- let's I mean, hear it. So I still love the cast. I still love Poppy. Like, I, like, I want to see all of them do another movie together, but I, where, what you were saying, like, entertain the whole time, I was like, for me, it was passable, but, I mean, like, let's say that the screen had cut off Toward the end, I wouldn't have cared. Like, and uh, yeah. like, I wouldn't have gone out to finish. Like, I mean, I was, I was pretty bored. That's pretty end. intense. Like, I you was said, bored. You were saying sixty, sixty-five. We were walking out. You sounded like a forty, forty-five at this point. Maybe man. five, five point five, somewhere in that yeah. range. Yeah. So I, I don't want to get rid of it, but yeah, I gotta get. Like, I mean, well, you're I, not. You're I gotta not, be honest. Like, I, I mean, our range yeah. is pretty indicative of about the response it's got. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. Ro- averaging, I think, like a 60 to 70 on Medicare. I don't hate it. Like, I'm not going to go like, like R- Richard Roper hated it in Slam. You know, I, I don't go that route, but I'm, I can't say I would recommend and I enjoyed it, you know, like a, yeah. it was just kind of, yeah. Well, I mean, I just think that, I, I, I'll tell you what I would like to see, and this is, if, the, if this says everything, another one. I'd like to see another one that was tighter and more punchy and less cameos. And I mean, I think that more its own movie and more freedom to do what he wants I'm to do. I'm all for it being more its own movie. I, mean, I think, for, well, for me, a, so that's a big point. He needs more freedom to do because yeah. he was under so much pressure here from, hear from, the, from the internet exploding to yeah. all the tensions in the studio. And that inevitably is going to have an effect on the final when you hear And when you hear just one little thing that slips out, you yeah. wanted to say that she was a, a, a gay character and couldn't. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. just what that, you know how they say, like, if you see one roach, there's a hundred hiding mm, under the, yeah, you know? Yeah. It's like that. There's a lot of shit that he probably couldn't do. Right. That would have really... made, it would have turned it from, uh, you know, the heat to, uh, to, to, to bridesmaids. Right. For me. At right, least. right. Um, and that's really dumb, you know, that, like, under, to be under that much pressure. It sucks. Yeah. It's too bad but, that they did that. Yeah. Tool. To sum up my opinion, uh, just because I haven't had a chance yet, uh, I, I just, yeah, for, I, I think it is shades of, I, I mean, yeah, I've seen the mixed response and I understand it. I, I do, I do feel like, I mean, really in anything, the callbacks, callbacks are tricky, cameos are tricky, and it really depends on your connection to the franchise, if they're going to bother you or not bother you and all that, and just how they're uh, done. For me, it was fine, but yeah. If they hadn't been there, I wouldn't have missed them. I, I think it would have been fine as a movie all on its own. Uh, but I overall did really enjoy this movie. I, I I love the characters. I can't... A good cast is really important, and I thought they were all doing... 
great stuff. I mean, we barely talked about Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig, but they both played their roles really well. Like, well, I mean, they're playing, Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, I we know, already know they're new, good. I had new, no doubt. We already know they're good. We already know they work well together. But here's another factor with them, and this is important. When they And this this sums it up for me, the, 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 why I enjoyed it, I think. And why I, I know you didn't feel like it had heart. I did. And this is one of the reasons why. By the end, when things go well for them, finally, after they got put down and mm-hmm. disavowed and fucked over and... and, and, and you know, unfunded and lost tenure and all that kind of stuff. By the none of that, by the way, was and that's another thing I can say in praise of this movie. None of that stuff was the kind of setbacks that annoy the shit out of me in movies where it's like, oh no, we're yeah. so down on our luck, we're yeah. so fucked over, right, right. the world's gonna end. It's so bad. This movie didn't go that far. Even when they were being disavowed, they were still chilling and doing their thing. You know what I mean? And I like that the movie didn't have to go to such didactic extremes I might be using the wrong word there but just some such strong extremes mm-hmm. uh, with the downs and the ups however when I saw this group of characters Kristen Wiig and, and Melissa McCarthy and Leslie and, and, and McKinnon by the end when they get their firehouse boy was I happy for the bunch of them and that really says it all to me is that I really wanted to see them succeed and do well be validated by the world I was I thought it was a little bit maybe over-the-top validation when everybody was like, we love the Ghostbusters at the end. That was a little bit sappy, but... He's a bit Spider Island. Yeah, but I was happy, <laughs> but I was happy to see them do well, finally, and I thought that was cool. Oh, yeah, and I think character arc-wise and like plotting-wise, it was great. It was just like the momentum, the energy, and the humor just really weren't there for me. I think for you, what it comes right down to is, and I don't mean to, 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 to sum your opinion mm, up, sure, but what sure. I see Fun. is... You just didn't find it funny, really. Yeah, at all. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was, and that's a big fucking problem. And that, no, that is. I mean, I, I mean, it's a Ghostbusters, but I need to laugh. You know. Yeah, like, but see, and, and I, and I, but I well, just say though that I bet you that aside from those really memorable, funny moments, yeah. I bet you you'd be surprised because I remember Ghostbusters and I remember like the fridge and the like. So my fridge is haunted and yeah, yeah. just all this like 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 plot stuff that wasn't about humor in that movie. Yeah, yeah. I remember it. I think if we watch it again, maybe not. You've seen it more than I have, so. Sure. Well, uh, and I did say earlier, too, like, it's not the first time this has happened where you get a bunch of extremely talented and hilarious people together, and then how does the movie come out is really unfunny. That happens plenty of times, you know? He brought up, and, guess what he compared this movie to? In okay, no, I don't want to say that. <laughs> okay, I don't want to. Right, maybe I, I shouldn't say it. I gotta say it now. God, I, fucking I, I, grown ups. I didn't say I'm comparing it to that. You rocked out the grown ups okay, comparison. Okay, let me clarify. <laughs> I I'm not saying I, I compare it, it to that. Go I'm just it. saying it was like, a comparison. I'm just saying, like, look at what happens when you put a bunch of really funny people together, <sighs> and then it comes out really. I'm not sorry, funny, you know? Adam like, Sandler was the head in that movie. Yeah, that's know, not know, exactly. But yeah, there are other ones that, that happen too. I mean, you know, I mean, Bill Murray has made plenty of bad movies too. You know, I mean, it just that just happens. But like. Um, but yeah, so it was just, but it was, it was, that was the thing. It was just the, what I thought would be the really core of it just wasn't there. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, mean, look, that's entirely understandable. Sure. If you don't, like I've said several times, comedy is subjective. If you don't find a comedy funny, nobody can tell you you're wrong. Yeah. It's like, I, I know there are some movies that I, that are, are alleged comic classics that I hate. So it's like I, I get I get where you're coming from with yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. don't even blame you. And I think they were on the right track with the comedy, but it just need, it was like it was like seven, and it needed to be nine. That's just yeah. how I. Feel and about to it. me, it was funny throughout. I got, yeah. I really did love this film. Um, I, for me, I, I haven't given it a rough score. I eight five nine. I, I really did think it just did a great job of modernizing and creating a, a new franchise. It gave Kate McKinnon and Leslie Jones both a chance to 
get on the big screen and, and do really well. It gave, honestly, Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy both to play slightly different types than they normally do. They did, that, that is um, interesting. Because Kristen yeah. Wiig was very reserved as far as yeah. all the characters in this movie, and Melissa McCarthy, uh, honestly, she has more range than people give. They, they really oh, typecast her yeah, no. as that doofy type from, I think, Bridesmaids, but she she's shown a lot oh, of she comedic does, range yeah. they, in, in they all They both of have that ability. Um, so I just thought overall, Chris Hemsworth obviously got to show a, a really funny side to himself that, you know, he, he plays Thor and doesn't really get to oh, do Oh, by the that. way, a little too much dancing, too, on Hemsworth's part. Yeah, that, only if that... you stay for the credits. I mean, I thought the credits were great. I mean, it's nice to see something done with credits. No, I love that, too. No, don't get me wrong. I love that, too. I just think that after the first part of the credits, which I really liked... Once it became nothing but Hemsworth dancing the whole time, I was I was they, I was, they, it was overdone for me. They could have cut to black or maybe done something a little different. I, I won't. I mean, I won't, it went I won't on to cry that and on and on. It did. It was the whole credit. Yeah. Um. But at the same time, and they dropped the Zool line at the very end. After and by the way, I, although I like the idea of the Zool line, I think the the, the execution of that last scene was a little. Oh wanting. yeah, it was just they it just left a little wanting. It. it was just like I just heard something really weird or strange. Has anyone heard of Zool? Wait, what's strange about hearing the word Zool? I mean, I mean, you well, probably hear, all, theoretically theoretically you probably hear like all kinds of movies. Yeah, it is, oh, yeah. okay. So yeah. I don't. I don't no, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. But anyway, I just thought that that, that final scene. I mean, it's just a fucking throw. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, we run the gamut. Um, yeah. But what we can all agree on is that. Uh, Sexist idiots on the internet yes. are dumb. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, yeah. And that has nothing to do with why we did or didn't like right, this movie. Right, exactly. Yeah. No, it yeah. comes right. down to execution and how funny it was to us. Yeah. Um, but there's no denying this is this was a ridiculously stacked cast in oh, terms yeah. of modern comedians. Oh, uh, really good yeah. idea. Really, really good idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, In many ways well executed, in my opinion. Very ex- well executed in yours. Um, and, and, and moderately, mediocrely executed in yours. But nonetheless, a good idea. Would be oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm... I'm really hoping a sequel happens. They have a lot. You think it will? I, I think it's entirely possible. Probably depends uh, on money. Yeah, yeah it depends on because money. of how much you liked it, and I now know how much you like it. It it colors in like our, our earlier conversation. We were talking about it. I was like, yeah, it looks like this movie. You know, I said it sucks that the life secret life of pets is doing so well because this isn't even going to be number one this weekend. And uh, and you were like, well, no, that's a bad like, thing. I'm not saying that. Yeah, and you're being optimistic. You're like, but it's still on track for 45. And now I know why you're so optimistic. You want that sequel. I want that sequel. And then but... you even argued. You even argued. But you got to remember, Rich. Like this is not like a blockbuster movie. It's a comedy, and I was like, "Yeah, 117 million dollar comedy." Sure, they're it's a good a, counterpoint. Counterpoint. They are, um, but you know, there's there's room, but but there's room for this on a, maybe a lower budget. There's room for a, a lot of possibilities, and you know, they obviously are planning to do more with Ghostbusters. There's an animated series coming down the line. There's an animated movie in the works. There was that. Is it going to be a canceled all male reboot movie they were doing with Channing Tatum? When was that? I got announced like last year, and it just I think got quietly shuffled away. I saw I was what? on the Wikipedia. What a page. horrendous thing to do! <laughs> what a horrendous thing to do to say, "Ooh, they're doing a reboot with a female cast." Ooh, we got to do a male cast now because that's not doing justice to Ghostbusters. I mean, that's what that says. Yeah, whether they much. intended it, it was pretty soon after the fe- Well, no, look, it was a dumb thing to just be like, "Yeah, there's no, there's no idea, new idea there." So why there's even no need. There's no, I mean, even if you want to take the team and completely reinvent it, there, I do think there's not a lack of that. I, it's happening. It's called Ghostbusters 2016. Yeah, I don't want to defend the idea of just making a male version, but I think the idea was expanded universe and to actually make them like 
another team of Ghostbusters, so it would have still kept this new team as, like, the originators. But, yeah, it, it, it was a needless idea. But, again, they have the an animated Channing series Tatum. set in the future. They have an animated He's film like, plan. I want to be in another tentpole film. Um, I, I really did like this movie, and, you know... I, I'd say word of mouth will help it, but again, it is a pretty mixed response. Whether yeah, or not even even, like even the response isn't isn't like sterling. It's not, you know but, some you know, people love it, some people. Heck, I I we we all saw it. I'd have seen it again today if you guys hadn't gone in IMAX. Oh, that's a, oh, I'm really glad you mentioned that. Um, the the uh, special effects in this movie I really liked. I think we all agree on that that they were good. Mm-hmm. This movie is actually most ninety nine percent of three D movies. I could leave. I I don't really care to watch a movie in 3D necessarily unless, and I was saying this earlier, it's Avatar and it was filmed in 3D and intended in 3D from the very get-go film, you know. This movie, I don't remember if it was filmed in 3D or not, I don't think so. However, the 3D effects in this movie were actually good. This is a movie that if you enjoy 3D movies, it's one of the better ones. That's that's as far as I'll go. But I will say that Kevin and I enjoyed the 3D part. Yeah. That's cool. I'd heard it was solid. Um... I've had a really positive response on this to, in my Twitter feed, so a lot of people I, I follow have liked it. Yeah, um, and I'm I was just uh, I I wouldn't mind seeing it again. It's just ticket price. That's yeah. why I never see movies in 3D or IMAX because oh yeah, crazy. Very few movies even warrant it. I've seen one movie in 3D in theaters. So uh, what was it? Uh, Coraline. Oh, oh okay. good man. Yeah, nice. which again used 3D well with the cool you know stop motion so I, I think that one was worth it and I'm sure there are other movies like I have considered seeing other films in 3D it's just never happened yeah no um, I hear you well I'm glad to hear you're not so adamantly against it um, so that is I, I suppose our review of uh, Ghostbusters 2016 yeah, yeah nice, nice. I, I really do hope that we're back here in a couple years talking about another Ghostbusters in this universe that I, would be I, fun I, I, I really did enjoy it and if nothing else if nothing else, I hope that Kate McKinnon and uh, Leslie Jones get more film opportunities. Oh, they will. Don't worry about that. Uh, they will. I mean, there's no question. It's 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 proof of concept. Oh, yeah. The concept being Leslie Jones and Kate McKinnon are great on this over screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Period. Uh, so I guess that brings us... Uh, that brings us to where can you find us on the web. It does. Uh, we we kind of rambled off, of oh, course, I, the joy oh, of geek. Before we do that real quick, real, 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 real quick. Um, next movie or two you're excited about. Kevin. Suicide Squad. Yeah, of course. And... What else am I looking forward to? I have to think about that. One, I would highly, I'll go and highly recommend one Swiss Army Man, best movie I've seen this year and in a while. Nice. Phenomenal. Jordan. Star Trek Beyond is next week. Yeah, that's so right. I'm, uh, I'm really jazzed for that. Uh, I like, I love the, the current cast, um, and I hope it's a good movie. Uh, beyond that, yeah, Suicide Squad, I'm looking forward to, um, Doctor Strange. I'm trying to think. There's not a lot, a lot this year. Um, a couple of horror movies, actually. Lights Out is next week. So there's a couple of movies I might want to see at the box office, at the theater next weekend. Um, nice. And we'll see if we end up reviewing any of them If on here. If not, there's always the website. I'd like you, to, though. Yeah, which you can find at thejoygeek.net. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, the, at the Joy Game. You know, we, we rambled off all that earlier. But you can find me personally at Indigo Master on Twitter, at E-N-D-I-G-O-M-A-S-T-E-R. Of course, if you just go to the Joy of Game, you'll find us there because uh, we retweet a lot of our yes. own tweets. Uh, but you, you want to also... find our podcast archive, currently it's at thejoyofgaming.com. If you want to find our website, it's thejoyofgeek.net. Um, that's where you can. That's currently my main place where I'm going to be doing my work. So if you want to check out my stuff, you can check it out there. Yeah. Um, um, you can also check out uh, uh, hashtag. Is it hashtag? No. 
uh, at Rich Lepore. Yeah. At Rich Lepore on Twitter. Um, yeah, and mine is at KWSHAF, K-W-S-C-H-A-E-F. And I didn't actually say my um, movies I'm looking yeah, forward yeah, to seeing, yeah. but um, Beyond, obviously, Suicide Squad, and um, I'm going to see Keanu. I know uh, I know that it's already oh, yeah, aired, yeah. already in the movie theaters, but uh, a friend of mine just, uh, I don't know how they ended up got some advanced copy of it. So I'm gonna oh, well, it. I'm going to see when it comes out in a few weeks on DVD, because it was in theaters for so short time, but Sing Street. Um, oh, yeah. Was, uh, yeah, that's in India. I wanted to check Did out. you hear the, that stuff that he said about... Uh, that that the director of that movie said about um, what's her name uh, from um, the uh, the actress model from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean? What's her name? Kira Knightley. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. He, he, did you hear that? No. He was saying that like Kira Knightley. He's like that's the last time I'll ever make a movie with a model as my main actor. You believe Whoa. that? You look it up. You won't oh, believe wow. it. He's like that. he's totally renounced it and said she was totally professional oh, wow. and blah okay. blah blah. Okay. But like he he Dang. made a really busted comment that got okay. him in a ton. Of no, time. I didn't. I didn't read anything behind it. It just yeah. he said she had her entourage everywhere. It made it very hard to make the movie and film it and stuff oh, like wow. that. Okay. That kind of stuff. So. Okay, wow. yeah, but anyway, hard. I want to yeah. see Keanu. I'd see Sing Street. I, yeah, yeah. I'd see uh, what's the other one he did that was so good uh, that everyone yeah. loves. I know. No, the other one though. No, what's this main movie? His main movie, the, that director. Yeah, story. I know. That's what I'm looking up. Okay. Once. That's right. Yeah. Once. Yep. Yeah, was the big thing. Cool. And uh, any other things going on video or anything you want to see? We saw BBS, the Ultimate Edition. We did. Uh, not a lot to say there. <laughs> no. Was it better? There. The first half fixed some problems. The back half was still a mess. Hmm. Uh, to finish, where you can find me on the web uh, at Indigo Master, of course, but also. Uh, I do reviews on TV Equals. Those are all on my Twitter. And uh, jordanalseca.tumblr.com is my personal website that is now up and has nice. uh, links to kind of everything. My podcasting, my writing, my comics work, all that. Mm. So uh, check that out. Um, all these links are on my Twitter. So if you go there, that's probably the best place to just find everything. But uh, yeah. Word. All right. Uh, on that note, I'm Rich Lepore. Jordan Alseca. Kevin Schaefer. We will all see you soon. Check out the site.